want to know what a zero wrote in his family's receipts. There's no fucking money. You're supposed to be earners. That's why you got the top tier positions. So each one of you go out to your people on the street, crack some fucking heads, create some fucking earners out there. Welcome. This is another episode of Good Earners reviewing The Sopranos. For those that are familiar, y'all know how we give it up. For those that are new, welcome to our show. And here on Good Earners reviewing The Sopranos, we're talking about family, finessing, finances, and feelings in the world of Tony Soprano, bringing you a new perspective, a fly perspective, and most importantly, a black perspective. Before I let you give us a synopsis, Spike Lou. Great feedback we're getting here, brothers. I just gotta gotta put that at the forefront of the show. Uh, gentlemen just reached out. So I'm so glad I found y'all broadcast. Yeah, keep up the good work. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we're really putting a staple in this soprano space in regards to this content. So shouts out to y'all. Shouts out to the listeners, man. Mm-hmm. Oh no, man. Appreciate Absolutely, y'all. Man. Yeah, if guys didn't know. Check out uh, Rich joined us on another week in the books mm-hmm. last week, man. It was a great conversation. We appreciate having you, brother. Thank you. For the good earner listeners that may not have gotten over to another week in the books yet, go ahead and check that out, man. It's a great episode for you to start at. We had the brother Rich on. We appreciate you, man. Pleasure was all mine, man. Pleasure was all mine. Incredible conversation. Absolutely. Spike Lou, what episode are we reviewing today, bro? This is season two, episode 12, The Night in Satin Armor. In this episode, Janice and Richie put the finest, excuse me, in this episode, Janice and Richie put the finishing touches on their wedding plans, literally. Carmella is fed up with Tony's outside activities, and Tony puts the squeeze on Junior and Richie's trash bits, which forces them to make a leadership decision. This is episode 12 of season two, The Night in Satin Armor. Oh, man. Uh, Scene one, uh, we get this ballet music. <laughs> we get this ballet music like some Tom and Jerry. <laughs> this is like some Tom and Jerry cat and mouse type of situation. Uh, Tony is moving stuff into the house, so it looks like they made the big dog purchase on the home. But who is it that's helping Tony move the furniture? It's Janice. She's moving the, the couch with them, and we see a few different characters that will be bigger characters in the later season, but we see Jackie Jr., uh, Jackie's son, as well as uh, Richie's son, Junior as well. Uh, what did y'all think about this scene? It's so much. They, yeah, I, I got a lot. I got a lot here. So I, I'm, I'm gonna throw the ball to you, Rich. How about you, man? What, what you, what you get from the this initial opening? Because this was a very interesting uh, soprano scene. Yeah, man, very interesting. Like you said, that cartoonish style music in the background. Um, I've said it before. Sopranos does a lot of like duality. And I think this scene has another, you know, some more symbolism of that. You obviously have the two cousins between Richie Jr. And then you have Jackie Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, and just their lifestyles. Um, there's even mentioned in the episode later on from Richie. Why can't my son be more? Why can't I have like Jackie Jr. as my son? Mm-hmm. Um, which is ironic as a whole anyway, because yes. of what we discussed with Richie, <laughs> you know, yeah. as it goes on. So that's just funny in itself. 
Uh, yeah. But you have that them in the same scene, obviously, like you mentioned, our, our introduction to Jackie Jr. Um, Janice just kind of showing her her strength. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Something about her moving a couch. That's not something that you would imagine a mob wife to be doing. You know, they hire movers for that or some of the guys would do it. Janice rolls up her sleeves and she's moving a couch with Tony kind of shows their um, similar. Like I said, that 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 strength. Mm-hmm. You know, and that goes on to show about Janice and her character. Mm-hmm. And then also just the overall uh, Tony caring about Jackie and what he has going on. Like I said, it's a little bit of foreshadowing. He's supposed to be in school. His dad, one of them, he was an intellectual. He'd be upset if he was here. Oh, Richie's going to take care of him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just more problems for him. Hmm. What about you, Spike? It's interesting, like you said, Janice rolling up her sleeves here at Hunter Tony moving the couch. Mm-hmm. But all these able-bodied men in the house <laughs> doing other mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. And it goes to, I feel like, how the episode is in. It's like, this is the Soprano family. The decision that Junior made, what, decision, what Janice did, our family is putting in the work. All of these other motherfuckers are just standard buyers. We Ooh. are the mm. ones that got to roll our sleeves up, get dirty, and they slowly realize that like get through this episode throughout the season. Like you see that in them. Like we we are the Sopranos. Like you got it was four dudes in there eating pizza and mm-hmm. fucking drinking beer and watching sports and then this nigga dancing all. I thought this was a dream. I literally I thought this was a dream <laughs> sequence. I'm like, why is why is all this weird shit going on? The first time around, I always used to think this was a dream sequence. It does feel like and that. I could see Tony getting pissed off, like. Even beyond the fact of Richie or excuse me, uh, Jackie wanting more for his son, like, bro, it's five of y'all in here, and I'm, I'm moving the couch with my sister, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Mm-hmm. What? Come on, man. Wow, great, hey, man. That's a great one. Pool. A, one other thing, yeah, that was a great pool. Damn that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> one other thing is there's, we will see this throughout the episode in multiple scenes where somebody is saying they're just trying to do the right thing. Um, we get that in this scene with Tony when he's, you know, she they're getting into it about Richie. Uh, his disdain and his hate for Richie as it continues to grow. And why are you throwing an engagement party? I'm just trying to, you're my sister. I'm trying to do the right thing. That's a very major theme in this episode. People, what they think the right thing is and how that has an effect on, you know, their world and their life. Hmm. Yeah. I, I I think it's really interesting. We know Richie Jr. He goes by Rick. Uh, we'll get it later. <laughs> we'll get later <laughs> stuff that I want to speak to about. Richie. His name. <laughs> Richie. He might go by Little Ricky. Or Little Richard. <laughs> I, I'll little, go ahead and just Richard. spoil it. Little Richard. There we go. Oh, like, his name is Richard. That's their full name, Richard. So I thought that was a funny little writing prop right there. <laughs> Ricky, Richie, Richard, Little Richard. Like, yeah, all that. Um, but yeah, it's funny you say that. You got somebody doing what people tend to think women would just be doing, dancing and stuff. And then Janice is doing what you would tend to think men would be doing, help moving stuff. So it is that flip there, which makes it very interesting. But I did have a question for y'all. How did uh, how did Tony know Jackie dropped out of college? Because we know next season, and I'm not giving anything away, but it's as if a relationship he has that individual doesn't know which is pretty close to home so how did he know that he wasn't in college i, I i'm assuming that it's like he took a break because when the next season comes up he was back mm-hmm. in okay. tony thought he was back in okay because he asked him about his grades the next season okay yeah um i'm trying to find uh tony was 
Tony was saying something with Richie. I was trying to figure out what he was getting at, but I, I'm trying to find the specific thing. We will see later, but Tony has a thing with his kids and Richie or whatever. So I, but I, I'll find it later. But it's this thing he said I'm trying he was to weird. He didn't want his kids hanging around. Okay, weird. Weird. okay. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna stick a button on that. I really am because I got a deep pool, not even a pool, but a deep question I want to ask y'all. Maybe it's a whole nother flip on this whole thing, but I'll, I'll get there after. But anything else y'all want to add to this scene? Nah. So they bought this house though. They like, the house says, yeah. Yeah, it looks like on it. She put the down payment. Yeah, all of that shit. Yeah, Rick, she must have really been making moves on the drug on the drug uh, play. Um, he just never came off as a person that had a lot of money to me. Um, but yeah. So well, Janet said she put the down payment, huh? Where'd she get that money from? She ain't get it from her mom. That's what I'm wondering. Like, I mean, even her her disability, she ain't got a bag like that. She said we're gonna lose the down payment. Like it was her money. Well, how how much? Said uh, how I much? specifically, I she didn't even say we. She okay. said I'm going. So that goes back payment. to what you're saying then. So theoretically, I never bought a home or been in a fully in the process as far as that part of it. Is it yeah. what would you need? 20, I twenty percent of eight hundred thousand is at least what they needed to move in. Twenty percent, and that and that's on the low end. I'm I'm being yeah, very modest. That's still yeah, that's hundred that's hundred sixty that's hundred sixty k. Hundred and sixty on the low on the, the lowest possible end. Mm. Like that's being very modest. So we can assume this I mean, house. I mean, is, that ain't that ain't I am assuming Richie got 160k though. Okay. How like how Junior responded to the four hundred thousand dollar like boy, he did, really, boy. It, it didn't it didn't like take him all the way out though. <laughs> yeah. Like if nigga told me four hundred thousand for something, <laughs> like, I'm dying. I, nigga, oh, I don't know how you expect I, to get it. Junior at least was like, like okay. Yeah. I feel like with Richie, I feel like with Richie, man, he probably got about 200K. That's probably why he stressed yeah, this, out a little bit. Uh, he got the exactly. bread, but that's pretty much all his bread. That's it, Richie. Like, this, this milking him. Okay. This stressed yeah, him this out. like, damn near he all. He's going to have about 50 be, left yeah. after this transaction. So he's like, hold on, man. You know how we be as men. Like, you oh, be man. right there on the line. Your he, uh, I can't let's wait. Let's the, Let's get the. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Easy. Yeah, take it, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, There's a good uh, Atlanta episode about that. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah, I know this wouldn't be a good earners episode if we didn't reference all of the other shows outside of here. Thanks. So that's Thanks. us. But uh, the next scene, we great. absolutely. Tony is looks like he almost making love to Irina. He wraps the hand around the back with the slow stroke here. Uh, and then he breaks it. <laughs> he breaks it Way off. Way too engaged to be the side chick. Dog. Oh, man. He was definitely like kind of. Yeah, it was like that. See you next lifetime. She that whole. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so he pretty much breaks it off with her and she has these cow boots on uh before i throw that to throw it to y'all i have to say i never really find irena attractive this is probably one of the few times i thought she was attractive in this scene the boots everything i don't know i i thought i thought she looked real good here this is just my own personal opinion um but what did y'all what did y'all think about this scene is it a personality thing what why i don't find her that attractive she's cute yeah um it's probably a personality thing. I think she's kind of a little, a little too skinny, kind of like for me. It, you. It, you know what I mean? Kind of like that model skinny a little bit. Like it's kind of never really, 
You know, Melfi's kind of right that. at that good space. Uh, Carmella's at a good space. I think she's a little under that, but she looked attractive. No, nah, I got you, man. Especially when we get Adriana this episode. My Wee. good. Or, nah, that's later on. That's like uh, I'm thinking about a net later episode, the season one show. of a uh, season three, episode one. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Them boots, my bad, ironic, by the way, Mo. Huh? Them, them some, them some nice ass boots. See, you know, that's what I'm blinds. saying. I'm like, hey, yeah, chill out. Nice ass boots. Yeah. <laughs> but what did y'all get from this breakup bag, scene man. right here? <laughs> Tony was doing too much anyway, man. Yeah, and I think that he started to realize that, and I do think that the conversation with Janice, like you, you sure are the, the the pot calling the kettle black, like you're mm. trying to say Richie weird and this that and the third, like at least he's not cheating, like you are running around just rushing and you got a good wife like Carmela, so I think this is a lot of reflective shit from Tony. Tony was like, well, shit, if I want to be a good or critique Richie about who he is, mm-hmm. let me clean up my house, let me get my house in order. You could tell that was the main thing on his mind. Uh, as far as this, hmm. mm-hmm. that's a, that's a great point, Spike. Um, I also look at what's been going on in Tony's life the past few weeks. Just once you have that much turmoil, you just try to look at everything and see what can I clean up. Um, what can I? How can I start re- reducing stress? And that's one of the ways. Um, like Spike said, he wants to be a better person. This isn't really serving me, other than my little fixes of trying to come over here and smash. So mm-hmm. let me try to end it off. Like I said earlier, him trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and her really thinking that Tony Soprano is gonna take care of me. She's in. We see right away that she's in a space where she can't function by herself. She's already telling him, so that gives you a little foreshadowing of what she's about to be on. Yeah, and we and we find out <clears throat> kind of her upbringing situation was tough. Uh, she's kind of familiar with toxicity, so the value in men and what she's looking for is very low. But we'll get to that part. But I. <laughs> Um, <laughs> some funny lines here, and I didn't mention Great Pool Spike. Uh, that I I thought it was weird. How did Janet's know about Tony's Gumar specifically that she's it Russian? Seems like everybody knows though. Not not well. I guess Carmela kind of yeah, Carmella she did call it out too. Yeah, everybody like no. So they don't know the face. They just know the okay. Uh, probably, but she like she, it's, it's, it's the world's worst kept secret. My <laughs> 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 nigga Tony asked her what she fucking to do, and she was like. He's a limo driver. Bitch, you work at a department store selling perfume. Bro. Like, when, when? Bro. That, but that's, that, that's that sign. Like, shit, I'm looking for Tony Soprano. Tony was a come up. Tony's a come Thanks. up for her. That's yeah. the best that's thing crazy. smoking just, right now. Her taste has changed. Right. Like, uh-huh. now a nigga like a limo driver can't even approach her. He got to be Hell a Tony nah. Soprano type nigga. And she, she's really definitely looking for that, that savior. But she's reading this and she says, it's chicken soup for the soul. And he says you should read tomato soup. That's for uh nice. for the ash. That's the Italian version. Like this <laughs> this comebacks is hilarious. Uh, so it's funny. I guess Tony, like you say, a stress relieving. He's also kind of back on the trash. I think the secretary at Barone's kind of opened him back up here, where he's trying, like I said, do the right thing, but he's breaking it off. So I thought that was kind of interesting. He went back for one more dip. Uh, so y'all think that's strictly the only reason? Is he breaking this off for Carmella? Is he breaking this off? I, I was trying to understand exactly why is he breaking this off. It ain't for like Carmella. Yeah, it definitely ain't for Carmella. It was Janice. It was more Janice than Carmella. Janice, like, literally, I feel like with the therapy and, and what Tony tries to be, he couldn't take Janice calling him a hypocrite. I have hmm. to be a holier-than-thou to people like her. Like, they got to look at me like I'm perfect. Hmm. And for Janice to call this out, and she's like, what do you mean? You fucking a Russian again, like, 
I at least got to get away from her. I give me another bitch later <laughs> on, but mm-hmm. at the very least, got to absolve myself of this bitch who everybody knows. Uh, mm-hmm. Janice has these weird false equivalencies because remember earlier, I think actually in commendatory <laughs> where her and Calm were having this conversation and about fem- feminism and stuff like that. And like Calm was really looking at herself a certain way until it came back like, wait, you dated Richie. Ha! You almost got me there for a second. Like, so it's this funny false equivalency that uh, Janice seems to have. And we'll get a little bit of that later with uh, the Richie scene. But uh, I, I, I wanted to point out this as we move on. This has to be the most one of the most selfish lines up in, into the series at this point, as far as we've reviewed. She says to him, if you leave, I will kill myself. How's that is the most selfish line I've. Oh, my God. I was like, you are terrible. It set up her character, though. It definitely yeah, did, it though. Sets up her, like, it, it's a really good, like, yeah, this is who this person is. Okay. And this we, is why he's and what a, and what a dilemma for Tony as well. Yes. Ah, yeah, set up the stakes a little bit. Mm-hmm. I ask, I want to ask you a little bit more about her, but I'll wait till the later scene. Uh, uh, Tony meets Rixie at Barone's. Um, and like a little meeting spot. It's on the riverfront. Well, not Barones. I'm sorry. I, yeah. My note Meets says Barone with the Barones manager. I'm sorry. Yeah. Barones manager, Barone. Richie. Yeah, Jackie Richie Jr. and Jackie Jr. The other dipshit. <laughs> uh, very yeah, Albert Barisi. Albert, thank Barisi. you, sir. Uh, very in- interesting interaction. Looks like Tony has put the clamps down on some future dealings. Rich. What did you think about this interaction? Because I feel like this is where he's finally like, all right, man. Yeah, so Tony, Tony's pissed off. Richie's pissed off. They got this underlying beef, and Tony's going to stick it to him, mainly because Tony feels disrespected. I told you about selling blow on a route. Mm-hmm. The same day I tell you, that night, you sell blow on a route. So I'm going to hit you where it hurts in your pocketbook. And you was talking shit about buying this house. Do my do I got a new line? When the last time they put my shit in? What's my wall look like? I bet. Oh, yeah. Good luck paying for your credit. Uh-huh. He knew exactly what he was doing, but whether he had a little personal beef or not, it was a principal thing. He he as the boss of the family, he told Richard to stop doing something. He kept doing it. All right, now you lose out on a bid. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's a bunch of money going on. Mm-hmm. And Tony's trying to get a grip on the trash business and how things are settled because it seems like everybody's got a little beef about how things are going. Mm-hmm. There's also a threat on Richie's life suddenly. You know, he said, oh, you can get found in the back of one of your trucks. Mm. You know, so that's not <laughs> made men. You know, you, oh. you talk about made men in conversations like that. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, those are few and in, be- in between. You know, no those are words you don't really hear too often. So it's just very <laughs> telling that that was that that was brought up. Um, and yeah, Jackie Jr. speaking out of place as well, which is something that we see throughout this episode. But him carrying his father's name like he put in the work mm-hmm. is very interesting to me because there's no business why he should be talking, mm-hmm. especially when Richie was so quick to tell Chris about himself upon their first meeting and talking out of line and mm-hmm. being all that, you know, so very interesting. Hmm. What say you, Spike? Even with the threat of putting him in the back of the truck, I think Tony handled this. Like he was very reasonable with Jackie talking out of place Absolutely. and Richie saying all the bullshit that he was saying. Like if you can think back to any other interactions that niggas like Jackie Jr. talking to like a boss, 
Like they got like I, I remember when Christopher, who was way more established, did that shit to Johnny Sack. Johnny Sack made that nigga leave the room. Oh man. Mm-hmm. And Phil too. Like feel like nigga, why are you even speaking? Even Junior later in this man. episode was like, is is somebody talking? Like what the <laughs> fuck is that that I hear? <laughs> so I, Tony did a really good job at like being like, man, like I'm gonna let you live because you my best friend's son. But bro, yeah. like we've seen in other instances in this world where a nigga like him talking out of place, like nigga, you ain't get none of that shit off yeah so tony like i feel like was very reasonable with this and even with ricky oh he told us to go fuck ourselves like nigga yes Yes. you might not walk home (laughs) you might not make it to the car now that you want to do all this third person shit like i feel like tony was very reasonable with them absolutely Mm -hmm. i i uh, jackie jr is so far out of his jurisdiction this speaks to as well um it starts go ahead I just, just, I was just gonna say, this starts building the character for like to hate Jackie Jr. Like, there's a lot of other scenes in season three, but this, this is the the beginning of it. Yes, uh, notorious Jackie, but they, and it speaks to one of Richie's problems. His blind spot is where he chooses to operate in emotion. That's one of his blind spots, because when it comes to the missions he's been on, a lot of it has been from an emotional standpoint with. Uh, Janice, he's moving emotionally and not logically. Here, right here, he's moving emotionally too. Sure, maybe back in the day before he went to prison, that was the thing. When you got a son that's interested in the in the family, we groom him too. We started quietly bring him to the business, but <clears throat> that was from back then. But I also think this is just an emotional thing. He's so mad about his son. I'm gonna bring my nephew with me and treat him like he's my son because he has no business being here. So I think again, Richie's making a bad, a terrible decision, an emotional decision by bringing him here, and Jackie stepping in, speaking about his father. The only reason you're living is out of respect for your father. Like that's the only re- reason Tony is giving you grace. They ain't got there yet. They ain't got there yet. Yeah, they ain't got there yet. But that, yeah. but yeah, I'm just saying. Like it's funny he said it there because yeah, that was what I was thinking. Then, yeah, that's facts. Uh, I I will say this scene was very important to a later scene is just great how this show ties everything together to what junior said and i'll say it now since i don't want to forget it mm-hmm. um just a little bit of forecasting like you can't sell it mm-hmm. like richie can't fucking sell it you can't convince tony that this route should be yours you can't convince him that the coke like we can like you you're just not a good you can't sell it bro yeah that's and big. that's a part hey. of it and that was so brilliant by Junior, bro. Like that shit was like the when I know we'll talk about it when we get there. When Bobby was like, I'm in all, like that was good. Yeah. <laughs> you, and you know it's funny when you say that. Every time you every time I hear that line and you mm. hearing you say it just now, it makes me think of a character we meet in season three that's similar to Richie in my eyes that can sell it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's a character that can sell it. Yep. Um yeah, yeah. Yep. it's very interesting. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah great uh we get junior he meets with his attorney and what spike was speaking to earlier we find out like pretty much it's gonna cost you close to half a million to pretty much get all of these tests done get the kind of get your phone documents switched up like getting all of these people and the lawyers talking so casually about it it's like like I, what, how much was it it's four was it 400 grand it 400 that, 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 that Tony hold on but was He's it 400 junior man oh man crazy uh uh 400 was it 400 grand that Tony brought for Carmella yeah you know, to his yeah. turn so it's that's okay so it speaks kind of to those differences <laughs> but 
For Junior. Is that that's the same a, dude? Is that the same no, dude? No, so nah, I, it's, I, a, I it's a different dude. So I stand corrected. I said this that they had the same attorney. Ugh, I don't know why shit. I said that. They do kind of they don't really resemble, but I forgot it was two different attorneys and they probably can't represent <laughs> two of the Sopranos because it's probably a conflict of interest, especially when they were actually back at each other's head. So I stand corrected for all of those earlier listeners that were probably screaming through their iPod, I mean or their uh air uh AirPods, like that's not true. So I stand corrected there, but what did y'all think about this scene, man? For me, man, I love scenes like this. And I, like you said, we talk about other shows. I was just watching Ozark. And the scenes where, like, there's a scene in Ozark where the dude mama died, a realistic mama, spoiler alert, and, like, they're going to the funeral expenses, and my nigga is just, like, tearing them up. It's eight thousand dollars for this embalming. Like, you're getting this special casket, all of this bullshit. And Wendy who is a hustler too. She knows we being fleeced, but it ain't nothing that I can say mm -hmm. because that's what you do. And same thing here with Junior. Junior kind of give him this look like, bitch. Like, ain't nothing, I'm gonna, <laughs> I, it ain't nothing that I can say because I do this too, but mm -hmm. I know what you're doing and I got to respect it because if you wouldn't, like, I wouldn't employ you if you weren't good enough to try to do this to me. So it's just I, I love that like the, the respect, like the little smirk that Junior gives him when he tells him the total, like motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we've all been there. Yeah. You're getting your car or something fixed, you buying something you like, you like, God. Damn. How much yeah. is your freedom anytime, worth? Any, anytime, anytime you ask somebody how much something gonna cost, and then they first answer is eh. That's oh, what you know it's about to be some bullshit. It's gonna get ugly for you. It's about to be some bullshit. It's gonna get ugly for you. They're gonna have a great, great explanation, though. Oh, yeah. Like they're gonna sell you on it. If they hit you with the eye first, you can like, sell they it. got you. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. nigga, I got you. Like, yeah, I got yeah you. absolutely. <laughs> and it goes to that uh contrast of Tony's lawyer. We see Tony lawyer, how much is it? Uh pay me when I actually do something. Mm. We get the exact opposite <laughs> of somebody like this. He is he, if he sees an opportunity for some bread, he's gonna get that bread. It. I don't yeah. even know how long you're going to be here, Junior. Come on with these four. That's <laughs> crazy. Right yeah, no, yeah, he definitely trying to fleece them. Come on with it. That's a good pull. That's a really good pull. Oh, definitely fleecing them, man. Them, man. Definitely fleecing them. bag right there. Nigga. Wow, that's great. Um, Richie, he meets with Junior and pretty much tell him, like, yo, it's 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 a no-go, bro. Like, it ain't happening. Your, your nephew, he's out of pocket. We can't keep these drug routes because he's not having it. Um... I wanted to ask y'all, we get a later, it's a lot of setup here for a later scene. For one, it's Junior. So right here we see Junior, he's like, dang, pretty much like, I really need this money. For one, does Junior really need this like that? Or is he just frugal? And two, was he really trying to see if Jackie could sell it later? Or was he playing it like he said with Tony? I don't think that he needs the money, but if I see it going out, then I definitely want a way for it to be coming back in. It ain't like, oh, I'm broke. Like, but it's like, nigga, 400,000 finna come out. I want 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 coming back in on a consistent basis so I can build back up to where I need to be. That's the part of it. The second part of your question is the, the beauty of Junior Soprano character because mm -hmm. you don't know. I don't really know if he was mm -hmm. like leading Richie on or yeah. if he was like completely on some bullshit. Like, I do not know. And it's really hard to tell. And I don't know who says it, but they, they say the Mr. Magoo type, like you carry yourself like Mr. Magoo. Like, oh, I don't know. 
That's mm-hmm. brilliant for Joey, and that that that's a thing even to the sixth season when he has the incident with Tony. Uh, infamously, like you don't know, like was did he mean to do it or was yeah. he like on some senile shit? So yeah, on some senile. And they slide like a fox, man. Boy, straight up, straight up. You can see the brilliance in Junior. Um, these are the things that he's really good at, even if he's not trying to do it on purpose. But I think that's spot on. You, I had no idea. Yeah, it, you can you can write it both ways, and I believe both ways. Honestly, yeah. Facts. yeah. And Thanks. the fact that Junior can pull that off, it lets me know, okay, you are at least in the, as, as much as we clown you and we joke on you, you have an elite set of skills when it comes to things like this. So that's why you're still around Thanks. in this world. Mm-hmm. He can sell it. And even the line <laughs> where Richie walks out, like he's such a fighter for his size. Like just kind of like he's mm-hmm. sizing him up. He's got Moxie for his size. Like, <laughs> yeah. is that big? Like, I want to see what he can do, or is that like I respect him? You don't really know. It's little, yeah, it's almost like you know a little saying? bit of both. Like he's, of both. he's trying to figure it out on the fly, too. Like, let's see how he plays so I know yeah. how to play it. Yeah, it, it's it's like <clears throat> see, Junior, the challenge I think that Junior has is like <laughs> He really likes, he really does like Richie. I think he genuinely likes Richie because he reminds him of the old school so much. He's like, this guy is a classic mob guy. This guy is a classic family guy. I, I think he really likes him, but the problem is, remember uh, in the, the episode with the jacket, uh, Junior was saying that like basically like times have changed. Like you kind of got to get with the get with the times, you know what I'm saying? Like even Junior had to give, that's the only reason he was open to allowing, you know, them to be moving drugs on these trash routes. So I think that he respects him. He's like, he got great moxie. Like back in the day, bro, you would have been that guy, but you don't even understand what's really going on. And I think Junior still thinks of himself very highly. So when he thinks about, I went at my little nephew and I'm, I'm his uncle. I've been in the game much longer. I rode with his father. I couldn't get my little nephew out of here. I'm not quite sure that he can sell it. So I think that I think he got great respect for Richie, but I also think that he understands that if he can't sell it with the Barisis, then I mean, what are, we, what are you going to do? So, right. uh, but great scene. I, man, oh, Richie, boy, I got, I got some words for him once we get to the end. But uh, Big P meets with Skip in the alley, uh, which is funny because it's a transition where I think Junior was saying meet with Alley Boy. So I think it's kind of funny that he's a boy in the alley, so to speak, a big P. But uh, he he's in the alley. He meets with Skip, and he's got all kind of ideas of what he wants to start doing. As far as now that he he he's I fully shed his mob skin, so to speak, to embrace this informant life. I want to ask y'all seriously, where did this transition happen? I start with you, Rich. Where did this transition happen for P? Because I, 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 I can't quite get it. Where did that happen? He's just in that weird spot, man. He's wrapped up in the life, man. He, they, he's known for a long time, similar to our viewers. If, if, let's say it's your first time watching this show. All right. The show does a good job of not saying anything, but you kind of know what has to happen. There's only one way for this storyline to end, right? And I think P knows that when you look at Stockholm syndrome and, and and the symptoms and all of that, he's trying to look for the out because he knows that's the way the the, the regular way, how it's going to end. That's a certain mm-hmm. maybe there is a life where I can do my time and become a part of the feds. Mm-hmm. You know, they do that. With, <laughs> they do that with a lot of like um, 
fraud people. You know, back in the day, if you knew how to crack checks and defraud them, they'll hire you in to teach them how to do it and how to catch it and stuff like that. He's mm, thinking that, that he can add value to the actual feds and mm. really believe in it because he has to believe it. He can't believe the truth. You know what I'm saying? Because that's fine. Yeah. He doesn't want to believe that truth. He thinks there's another way out there. So he's trying to convince himself. Okay. And when you convince yourself, and like I say, you have that Stockholm Syndrome, you're already living out the realm of reality. Mm. So he's thinking, I got to do everything I can to prove myself that I can be a federal agent, which sounds wild to us. Yeah. But in his head, he thinks, if I prove myself, then maybe there is a shot for me. Because he mm. knows he's all out. Mm. Mm. Interesting. What about Those you, are great points for Rich. And I had the same question in Moted. Like, at <clears> what <throat> point was this nigga all Barney Fife? Like, yeah, I want to work with the feds and I want to do like I, I they didn't do a really good job. We we praised this show yeah. for a lot. This is one of the things that I'm like, okay. well, wait, man. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. And 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 that you asked that question, Mo, I, I see that it wasn't just me because I was gonna ask <laughs> you two the same thing. Yeah. I was like, when this nigga turn into like Barney Fife and I gotta do everything that I need to do. Mm-hmm. But Rich, you did bring up a great point. I think that he did come to a reality of like, bro, it's only a couple ways it's gonna end. Mm-hmm. And uh Skip did a good job of telling him at the end, like, look, bro, like you're gonna help us with Tony, you're gonna do your time, and then you can figure the fuck out after that. But there is no skipping a step. And Pussy was trying to skip a step. I don't think they did a good job on mm-hmm. scene of showing us when he came to the conclusion, though. Mm-hmm. Cause he cites a couple things even in the car, and we like, well, I mean, but you were still rocking with Tony after that, yeah. Like he, he was said on the a ups. couple of things, yeah. Like he said a couple of things, and like, well, I, he did this, and I was just so pissed off. But like, you was just saying you love him mm-hmm. too. So mm-hmm. I was, I had the same question as you did, Mo. Okay, and that's why I was thinking, cause I was like, the last time I believe, and if I stand corrected, y'all know y'all can hit us up, Good Underpod underscore Sopranos on IG, but. Last time I believe was in Bust Out where there was that conversation. They was drinking Henny, and the only thing I remember last was when Tony was like, "Why, why ain't they asking you questions?" And he was like, "I'm sure they'll get to me." And that's the last thing I believe that we had of P. So I don't he know if that say, was. Yeah, he did say in the car though. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, he said, "Thank you for the help with the Bella Lockwood thing." So maybe he thinks the dude got him off the hook there. The mm-hmm. dude told him, he was like, bro, we're not turning our, our heads mm-hmm. on a murder, nigga. If I knew that was you, I would have locked you up. It's basically <laughs> what he told him. Okay. Yep. But hey, I think he, he, he thinks that he gave him a, okay. like, a pass on it. Okay, so it kind of resembles that mob type of gravitas in a way. Yeah, like, you fuck with me, I'm going to go hard for you. Okay. You, you, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Okay. Thing. But Skip was that, telling him, like, nah, bro, you got this fucked up. Nah, you you want to jail, right. bro. Like, <laughs> because remember, oh, okay, because remember the what he was saying before was like, but if I were to ride with him on something like that, don't you think that that will make him love me more? So I think remember he was tiptoeing, like kind of saying, like he's like, yeah, they found another husky person with him. It's like, oh, but they ain't right. ID him. Oh, okay, like so it kind of, I, I yeah, okay, that make that makes a little more. So I still think that they could have yeah. fleshed it out a little bit more there. They could have gave us more, I a little bit, that. just a, I mean, a scene in his bathroom again or something like anything, yeah, anything. Yeah. Um, anything else y'all wanted to add to this scene though? Big dog bottle. Um, <laughs> we get to the wedding party, but before well, before the wedding party, I don't know if this is in the same sequence or not. But we get this scene where Carmel is doing laundry. 
<sighs> Tony drops the ball crazy right here. Uh, she smells his drawers and it smells like <sighs> Russian Gina. <laughs> And, uh, Jesus hey, man. <laughs> hey, yo. Holy shit. Russian title oh. is not a word. That's not a word. So what is this podcast today? I, oh, I did not. I know at no point that I think Russian Gino was going to come up. That's a wrestler. Y'all ain't heard of this wrestler? No. That's crazy. Awesome, man. Hey, you got to have that is like crazy. This. But she smells uh, Irina on his slacks in his bed. This is a crazy plan. Like, this is a small scene, but it's, it's she gets really emotional about this and really drops the ball here. Is this the same? <laughs> uh, is this Did the you same? say she dropped the ball? No, he dropped the ball. But I was going to say, is this in the same sequence going into the party or is it, are we supposed to believe differently? I was just trying to. This is like a day. This is like before the party started. Oh, oh okay. okay. She's been know. acting funny all day since she found this shit. Okay. But it's really been too much going on. So she ain't been able to address him because they had to plan for the party. And she ain't want to be a bad host. That's <laughs> what I took from. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, we could jump right into the party we could tie that in there so what did, what did oh, wait, y'all get wait 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 wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. before you jump into the party <laughs> the thing um, they do a great job with the wives of these these series like with break your bag and, and, and mm-hmm. uh skyler or even here with carmella like we never really ask the questions as fans like bitch just leave I know everything that Tony oh, Soprano comes with. I know everything that Walter White comes with. I know you have family. And this makes me think that I've never really been in love before because mm-hmm. I'm looking at this and I'm like, well, if these were the these were the problems that I had as the woman, I'm leaving. Yeah. Like we ain't gotta do all of this. Like you ain't gotta play this 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 shovel damsel in distress. Yeah. Leave. So No, I, I can't wait to I got so much on that and I and I feel you. I got so much to say there. Um, well, I just intro a little bit of the wedding part, kind of ties the scene together. And Rich, you can uh, take it from there. But <clears throat> we get the whole scene. It looks like it's live. It's lit. Everybody's doing good, man. My man, Big Rich, uh, he's having a moment Big here. <laughs> Big Rich, Richie, uh, he's having a moment here, and he makes a toast and everything. And everything is all beautiful here, uh, except for Tony. Tony is very on watch and. There's this interesting thing. This is why I want to throw in your, your court, Rich. Mm-hmm. Tony is talking to P. P is immediately in rat mode. Like, no, there ain't no, the rat, sli- the rat slider has turned all the way up, like 2K. Like, it's, he's all the way rat. So, <laughs> so straight up, the slider's up. <laughs> um, but he's talking, and he's, he's talking about his disdain for Richie, and P reveals this weird line to me where he says, you know, that he's always been like a demented. I think he says demented kid or or like something alluding to like Richie when they were he young. Been uh, fucked up. Oh, a little. Yeah. You said disturbed kid. That's what you say. You always been, you always been in denial. He was a disturbed kid. Mm-hmm. This is why I wanted to ask both of y'all. I throw in your court, Rich. What are they alluding to here? Because Janice was much younger than Richie back then. And then we're looking at why Tony doesn't want his kids around him. I almost feel like I made me say, what did he go to prison for again? <laughs> I, oh, uh, oh, yeah. I don't, I, I don't, 
I don't, I don't know. I, I, the undertone. I, I'm with Mo though. The undertones are kind of there though. Like no, they, they, no, they, they, they kind of like saying that, like, "Hey, this nigga flat out creep." Yeah, like, nigga. Yeah. See, and that goes. Nah, I, I feel what y'all saying. That goes to what you were saying earlier, where uh, with P's character, where they just didn't give us enough. Because it's like Tony has a legitimate beef with Richie anyway. Like, name a reason, right? It's been building all season. Mm-hmm. So you can see, I can see him just being upset with Richie and not wanting him around his kids just for a number of things. Mm-hmm. But we've also laughed on numerous episodes about some of the just odd shit that Richie be on. Mm-hmm. 58225, just the little subtle Absolutely. things that they've given us. Oh, yes. Without coming out and directly saying Jackie. it. So, <laughs> Flexy. Yeah. Like, I got You're a hard flexy. on for you. Richie is so I don't big, know, man. man. It could Take be. Richie got a weird kind of vibe around him. He got a weird kind of vibe around him, for sure. Yeah, Richie is like, You ain't big. leaving your kids with Richie, like going over Uncle Richie's house. Like, nah. Nah. <laughs> hell nah. Nah. Hell nah. Could you hell imagine nah. that house? Uncle Richie and Richie watching your kids? Hell nah. Bruh. Nah. No. 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 <laughs> but I don't see. Nah, but here's... Not going over Uncle Richie's house. See, you're right. But see, it feels like to me, we talk about fleshed out a little bit. We know Soprano is, you know, high brow, high tier on on our thinking. It it challenges us to figure put the pieces together. But it's so challenging because if we maybe if we got a little bit more history reference to their relationship, maybe it could have tied in a little better because it's like, okay, sure. Richie is like disobedient. He has a problem with authority, but nothing per se has given us that Tony physically knows like Tony don't know about you know what I mean Tony don't know about the, the the strap in the bedroom he don't know about you know all of these other little he don't know that stuff I mean we'll find out later on a later character he goes and does a little investigation but we don't he don't know this stuff all he knows is you are a thorn to me so I, I guess that's what I'm trying to understand it's like what are you well, saying because Uncle Richie ain't necessarily he did a little right after. So right when he was talking to P, he said, what happened to that man in the can? <laughs> like, he's, like, Richie, he's like, Richie, he's a creep. What happened to that man in the can? So they are definitely alluding to. And he yeah. ran over Beansy. Like, he ran over yeah. Beansy for yeah. no reason. Like, yeah. that's, the, that's the thing that he mentioned to Janice at the opening scene. He mentioned the fact that yeah. he ran over Beansy. And remember, she was defending him for it and talking about yeah. he owed him she money. Then he he, Richie wasn't even charging him interest. Mm-hmm. She said he could have been paralyzed too. The transmission slipped. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, uh, yeah. Thanks for pulling that. I forget. That was a great line. And, she, and he was like, oh, why is that? Shit, I don't know. They had, I don't know what they're alluding to. Nah, they, Richie, so, they showed that Richie was fucked up, though. Like, I, I, you ain't got to dig deep to show. Numerous times. Yeah, I mean, numerous times. Even if Tony don't know about the strap in the bedroom, he know the nigga ran over Beansy for nothing. He know he mm-hmm. told him to stop. He know you selling coke on the routes without, like, I've told you to stop this. Like you said, it is a thorn in the side thing, but it's also like, bro, what's up with you? Like you, you, you have to ask a nigga when you're in a position of leadership. And I've told you several times, I've told you what to do and what not to do. And we can have a great relationship, but you just are disregarding everything I say. So that would lead a nigga like Tony to be like, bro, you're weird because everybody else does what he says. Yeah. Why can't you get in line? I think that's why he's so annoyed. Okay. He is like a wild card. You know, that, that makes like, sense. like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you're right. Like, you, yeah. Uh, he goes to Carmella. He said, like, you'll never believe this. They got the old lady on Prozac. 
And she and he's like, what's your problem? <laughs> Why do you care? Bruh. That'd be the worst though, right? Bruh. This is what I was about to girl say. Girl mad and you trying oh, to like have the little, no. you trying to have a little relatable moment, y'all, a little inside uh, jokes, and she ain't even falling for you that. You thought you was on the ups. You swore <laughs> you was on the ups. And you found and out like, oh, what did I do? You like, ah, fuck, what's wrong Bro, with you? I, little stuff. They do so good with this. Like, man, they just do so good with these little notes. You know what I'm saying? Um, I liked at the top of the scene when she was smelling the laundry and then it transitions right to them asking about the wallpaper. Knowing that she got a thing for Vic. Ah, yeah. She and she two people she, ask. Str- she straight disregarded it. She didn't give the number. She didn't even respond to who she did it. She didn't even, even, even acknowledge that they asked about the shit. <laughs> hey, so that just shows hey, you what kind of day hey. she's been having. Yes. Um what did y'all think about the speech between them two, uh, with uh, Richie and Janice, and they're, they're going through the they're going through the whole thing. They're they're going through with this marriage right now at, at this point. What did y'all think about this speech? Y'all believe it was it false? I mean, what was this? This was this real love? What? Nah, man, this was a play by both of them, bro. Like, mm. I I I won't. I feel like Richie can be the boss. It'll make me more powerful than my brother. I feel like the fucking the boss's sister would give me a up on him if I ever try to make a move. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just a play for both of them. Neither one of them mm-hmm. are invested in it. Neither one of them really give a fuck about it. It's it's just a play against Tony for both mm-hmm. of them. And that's why I like we get the conclusion that we get from it. It's it's funny you say that because it, it has a very Game of Thrones kind of feeling to it. Yeah, this is like real even when they mention how the April yeah, even when you think when they mention the April name and the Soprano name, them coming together, it's mm-hmm. you know if anybody watched Game of Thrones, those are arranged yes. marriages, and nobody yes. really gets together for love and no shit like that. That's what mm-hmm. this is. It's a play, like Spike just said. So, um, they saying what they need to say. I never really believed them as a couple anyway. It was just something to do. This is this is this works out for both of us. We ain't got nothing else going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we all as viewers look at this. Okay, like how is this gonna end? Right, like we got right. the conclusion. Like we all looked at it. Like now, how long is it gonna last? Like how is this gonna end? Hmm. That's how we all looked at it. I, I, I believe there's some love there. I do. I think because of their history. Uh, we'll, when we get to the later scene, on I'm gonna talk in? on both of their ends. You think both of them love each other? Or one of them loves the other one. And the I other think one just went with it. I think Janice probably. I think Janice has. I think the, she loves Richie. And and two things could be true. I think she also That's has crazy. a play because she don't probably. I That's don't think crazy, Janice Mo, knowing everything that you know about this series to think that she loves Rich. Yeah, like, I look do. at her selections that she. I made. love them. Oh, yeah. I, I know. I, I genuinely. Here's why. Janice made plays all six seasons. You're right. I I, I don't. I think her love is a little <laughs> bit skewed because of her upbringing. When we see what what chance did she have? I don't even think she know this, what love is, bro. But that's what I'm saying. But this is her. But this is Janice's version of love. Like she don't really know what the 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 standard the whatever the. That's Jen. You know Jen's what I mean? Like, version of control. Yeah, I was but say, it, that's just her power play. But that's a part. No but two things could be true. This. Well, because she's making this man's dinner, she's doing all of these things. She's allowing him to do certain things where that's probably. <laughs> out of her I, I feel like one of the people that she fucked with in this show that she loved i and literally was, was just about to say that too. yeah that I was think, still a power play as well but, like yeah she but, even still pushed him to be like well, you know yeah you ain't getting respect her last mean. right i was just about last to say that her last relationship yes. was the only person that she loved everything else he was a power play well, well here's what i'm saying i think 
this one wasn't led by love, but love was in it. I think the other one was led by love, but the play was in it as well. So I think it's just a reverse thing. I think there was love. I don't think she was in love, but I think that history they had and how they rock. But I, I think there was a, a toxic element to their relationship back in the day that they were alluding to. But we'll get there when we get to the later scene of this episode. But I, I do think there was some there. But yeah, I, overall, I think if you want to put it on a on a scale, more play than love. But I think there was some kind of love there. I think the the love was for the common interest. It wasn't for the individuals. They they had a similar love for we had a, we got a similar goal in mind. Yeah, and I love you and, for thinking the same thing that I'm thinking. I don't yeah. really fuck with you, <laughs> as we'll see later. But you thinking the same thing that I'm thinking, and you allow me to get these thoughts off. I love you for that. Oh, <laughs> uh, sure. Pop we runs off crying. <laughs> <laughs> My nigga said sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, Tony gets a call and it's basically about from, uh, we learned the cousin Svetlana, Irina, basically he was trying to attempt to kill herself. Uh, Carmela's still up watching TV and watching something that's very romantic and looks like love. Speaking of love is there. She just like flat out, like super numb to everything. Um, and Tony eventually visits her at the hospital. What what did y'all get from this? From the Carmela standpoint, her not being in bed and kind of having a, a puss face, so to speak, and Tony going she to visit. TV up on that nigga. Man, like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would have been so offended, bro. I, might I got so much to say about Carm, but good things too. There's a good part that I will say about Carm later. But what did y'all get from this? And you know, even Svetlana, we find out, which will be a later. Uh, reoccurring character for a moment and you know there's one egregious thing i think that sticks out that all of us should the first thing that should be addressed i want to see that y'all pick it up anything egregious. at the at the yes. soprano household or at the hospital period in this scene and throughout this episode it's a trend actually one why do y'all have my number why are y'all calling my what nah. on God's <laughs> green earth? Like, how in the fuck do your cousin got my number? Yeah. Like, why are y'all calling my house? And why does my maid know who you are? Like, bro. All right. So I'm going to shoot up. The only reason I questioned it in the scene later. I didn't question the cousin this scene because at one point the cousin was watching out for moms. Okay. Well, that was like well, not though. yet though. Not yet. Not yet. You shouldn't have my number. Like, why do y'all got she, my number? It's too early. She hasn't been looking out for Olivia yet. Nah, she's staying with Janice she, and Richie. Yeah, she ain't done her. Yeah, but before that, yet. she wasn't. She wasn't helping her yet. Yeah, oh, I'm, never mind. Sure. I'm bugging you. You absolutely right there. <laughs> my timeline messed up. Why are y'all the timeline got messed up? Yeah, my timeline messed up because I'm like, she's looking out for her moms. That makes sense. Damn, you're right, bro. She could have died in the hospital. Y'all got to tell me the next day, bro. Like, if y'all call the cell phone and ain't nobody answering, like, why are y'all calling my house? Nah, you're right. She shouldn't even have that number. All right, let me have it. It shouldn't be listed. You ain't got, like, no way in the world you should be able to have access to me in my crib, bro. So how does she... Not one reason. There's not one reason. How does she she get the number? Is this just a phone book situation? Y'all tell me. How does she get the number? Hell nah. Tony Soprano. Remember Junior? Remember when Christine was looking for... Or Catherine, yeah, she whatever her name was, she was looking for him and saying you weren't you weren't listed. 
Them niggas ain't listed. You can't just call. People can't just. Cause, I mean, I know if, if any young listeners right now, the white pages might be a foreign oh, thing to you. Oh, but you can really look up anybody if you wanted to on the white pages and call their home it number. Existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ain't no way Tony Soprano just listed and having. You know how many phone calls he would get. Hmm. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Like, I couldn't. I could. So maybe Barone Sanitation. Maybe she took those steps. Go to Barone's, and I was just trying to figure think, out how did you get this. I number. think Tony Ooh, probably gave it to her on some nut shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, bro, you that's was your first fuck up in this whole Guma shit. Why do you have like she shouldn't have your home number, bitch? You got this beeper number and you got this burner phone number. That's it. Yeah. Ain't no other reason that you need to get that's in true. touch with me. If you dying, oh well. I got a family. I had kids. Like, oh, nah, like that's real. That shit was crazy to me, nigga. Yeah. That was it's the real, second man. mistake. The first was the giant on the draws. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. but you can get off on that. Like calling in the crib is something different, bro. Yeah, like, like people may not relate to this, and they, they, they ain't as old as me, or maybe rich, and maybe even you, Mo. But calling the house phone, yeah, bro, yeah, it's nuts, bro. That's bro. insane. Cell phone, like yeah. calling the crib, yeah. Like my son might answer my <laughs> dog, like bro. Anybody like, can answer, no, nigga. You're, You're fucking right. crazy, yo. I just flagrant. It comes back up later in the season, another season. Yeah, mm-hmm. that call was crazy. Uh, but Rich, what? So what do you? So then, set aside that. What did you think about Carmella just being up and everything, like just watching TV? What do you think is going through her head at this point? She just soaking over the the, the dirty draws still, and the fact that she asked <laughs> him to be clean and he being dirty, so to speak. Yeah, she's just in a mode where she doesn't trust Tony. She doesn't trust Tony. She wants. Everything to be one way, but it's not. And that's all it comes down to. She she knows that she can't have what she wants. Tony gets to move around freely while she had to create a board flipping through channels. Like she can never out escape that. It's almost like she tricks herself into, well, I have the nice pajamas, I got the nice sound system and the TV, I got this nice house. This is all gonna be a um replacement for not having the love for type of marriage that I want. Mm-hmm. She's she's battling with that eternally right now because we see throughout the well later on in this episode and like I said her not acknowledging the wallpaper of what type of man she's really looking for hmm. nice. and plus that's embarrassing man that's embarrassing calling the crib like for the for the missus yeah you calling the crib in the middle of the night and 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 then and nigga get up and leave. Yo, it like, make it are look, you kidding? Yo, bro? it make it look crazy. Like, yo, she got it for real, homie. Like, man, yeah, man, and it goes both ways. Y'all remember? Y'all remember how Jody acted when Rodney when Rodney called the house and Baby Boy? <laughs> you feel me? It goes both ways, man. You Did can't not just call tell the you to put a block was, on the well, phone. At least he was locked up though. Like this, I know, right? Up out of his bed and dipped. Like this, your wife <laughs> sitting on the couch, bro. Like, what are you doing? That's, yeah, that shit was man. crazy. I couldn't imagine that. I ain't. I ain't about that life. I ain't even. Going yeah, that, you, you right know though. It, I ain't. It is weird though. Like the the, the audacity that like, a nigga gotta have. Yeah, middle of the night leaving the crib. Like, yeah, at that point, oh, like, man. bro, why are you so attached to her? At that point, bro, all right, oh, man, man, send me the bill. Take care yeah, of her. Right. Just send me the bill afterwards. Y'all can save her, save her. If not, man, let me know what we need to do for funeral arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> but I ain't leaving my bed. Like, you know, ain't nothing gonna, gonna, gonna be able to do hospital, anyway. My nigga, yeah. Like, I just thought nah, about that. Nothing, Tony. Tony couldn't go to the hospital and, and, and do a procedure yeah. on her. So why you ain't nothing nigga, I can do? Send, like you said, send me the bill, or if she dies, send me the funeral arrangements, and I'll take care of. 
I am well, not leaving yeah. my crib in the middle of the night to go see about what you got going on, bro. I'm sorry. Well, they've been rocking for like two years, right? Like, bro, so the know. fuck what? Damn, so, nigga. but he got so Tony. Tony, it's that complex. He's at this stage of the series. He still has the complex that it's a mindset. Like it's I, and children. And yeah, I, yeah. I still. She. He looking <laughs> at her as a wounded it. pet. Like he's almost essentially looking like a wounded pet. So I. Why do you? Tony Soprano have to set things right. That is the reoccurring mentality of Tony until finally right. later we'll just get like, man, forget everything. But we find out some interesting information. Uh, uh, Irina, uh, both her parents were alcoholics. Her dad died at 55. So this kind of speaks to, you know, her upbringing or whatnot. And um, what I found very interesting in the correlation is we show Carmela, what life is like with Tony, and she's and she's crying, and then with Irina, we show what life would be like without Tony, and she's crying. So it, either way it goes, with or without Tony, you're still going to be standing where you stand, which is a I thought it was just a very interesting correlation between Carmela and Irina. Um, anything else y'all get from this hospital scene from him visiting her and everything like that? He doing too much. Doing too much. Okay. Doing too much. I do the right thing, man. Man, you doing too much, my nigga. <laughs> he hugged her and everything with the passionate hug. And yeah, all that. Like, if that was one of my Tony should know better, man. Me, nah, this yeah, is really one of my homeboys told me this was a situation. I'd be like, bro, you doing too much. You got a wife and kids at home, honey. Like, you, you know, you know what? Much, way too bro. much, man. Well, let me bro, let me ask doing? this. Okay, let me ask this. Tony has a thing. We'll find out later. But Tony has a thing. He even talked to Vetline about her having one leg being handicapped, and we'll get more about that story. But, um. <laughs> Tony has a thing. I can't wait till we get to that. I can't wait. We're we're I'm getting there, boy. We so going. We might be coming towards a made season. <laughs> so hey, Tony hilarious, man. Tony yeah, funny is, as fuck. He, he really is, is but like he a funny nigga, bro. <laughs> Tony Tony has yeah. a thing for women that, so to speak, have something to say. They have a true life journey. They Fighters. have real challenges, and yeah. that turns him on. And it's like after Svetlana revealed that information about her childhood trauma and her struggle you know when he goes in there he embraces her and he's trying to set her up it kind of brought him back into that that fold in a way where he may have came in one way and so versus Carmela we'll find out later where he has such an issue with like what is your problem like why are you so like you know what I mean so it's it's just this thing that Tony has but y'all keep tracking for those that are new watchers of it and y'all following with us Y'all just keep track of like how Tony looks at women in a certain way. So I think that's why he's sticking around when why he's doing too much. I, I said that to say that. Uh, and it's the complete opposite of Carmelo, though, right? Like he looked at her. He looks at her like a princess. You get everything you want. Hmm. You live in the ultimate life like you ain't got to fight for shit. Everything that you got because of me. He said that previously in episodes. So he looks at these women that you're talking about more as the complete opposite of his wife. Like they got some fight to them. Yeah. Like they had to go get this shit themselves. They don't depend on me mm -hmm. necessarily, but even though they do, they don't depend on me, Tony Soprano to be like the person in their life to dictate. Yeah. Um, a future Gumar is a future Gumar, so to speak is I feel like why he was so turned on to her is because like you a whole different boss in your own way. Um, <laughs> I can't wait till we get there too, cause boy, that's she the one. Right there. She the one. What, what they say? What, what he say about Rich? She for got your size. Moxie. <laughs> yeah, man. She got Moxie for her for her position oh, in boy, life. Boy, straight up. Hey, Tony know how to pick him, don't he? Yeah, he do. Ooh, man, he there was do, one boy. that I got questions about, but we got a ways to go. Um, 
Janice is getting dressed for the wedding. Uh, she's fully getting into it. She's talking about the cleavage. The cleavage was in in, in effect. Uh, cleavage was nice. Yeah, the cleavage was nice. Yeah, this is one of the nicer ones. I think later it's a little different, but these earlier seasons, Janice is holding it down. Uh, Carmella kind of is really being mad. <laughs> what? Go ahead, man. Go you, ahead. you think I'm crazy, huh? Janice holding down this fucking wild. I mean, for in Janice's lane, in Janice's lane, she holding it down in her lane. Like that's that's not that's not doing any type. Of way. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to pick up on all that extra shit. <laughs> but Carmella is like got the. It's something about when Carmella smiles really big. It's super hilarious to me because it's so cheesy. Like you, there's nothing real behind the smile, at all. Um, I'm a dirt bag, man. Oh man, she, <laughs> she's like a dirt bag. This whole scene, like it's Janice wedding. She mm-hmm. trying to everything was about her. I remember when I looked so good when I walked down the aisle and blah blah this and I did this and you're gonna have to deal with like she was just completely trying to shit on Janice's parade. Because mm-hmm. um, she ain't happy because of how she was feeling, yeah. Because of how she was feeling right there at this moment about Tony, but I do think it was very interesting on how uh, when Janice gave her the tea, like she was antennas up. Like Carmela is a a she loves information. Like the, the housewife of New mm-hmm. Jersey that she is. Like mm-hmm. wait, what? He put a gun in your head? Wait, is it like the smile of her face? Like you were just talking about? Mo, it was more authentic when she was learning about the, the Richie. And Janice escapades versus anything that she said in that scene. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, what's that? What, what, what do you think about this, Rich? I mean, same thing as Carmella just ain't shit. She really just trying to rain on Janice's parade. Don't want somebody else to have nice things. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Um, I did want to ask a question. It's it's funny that feminist line keeps getting kind of thrown around which is very ahead of his time in the 90s. Uh, <laughs> uh, not Janice Hugger. Carmella does his thing where we remember when she checked in with uh, Big P's wife. I can't never remember, remember her name. Bumpin' Sarah. I can't remember her name, but she'll become a kind of a, a bigger presence later in the series. But how she bounces off her feelings off of her status to resonate what she needs to do next. Carmela's doing this kind of same thing of like, if I don't have hope, nobody should have hope. Let me just rain on your parade. Where you go, you got to get ready for him. I have a Gumar. Uh, but I did want to add Tony's mama is reminiscent of, of, of yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to ask uh, just in theory land, if they were to have st- stayed married, do you think Rixie would have ever had a Gumar? Oh yeah. Yeah, probably a couple of little boys. <laughs> oh, that might be up there with this Russian. That's up there. No, nah, I'm about to say it. It would have been, been, <laughs> been Chuck. Chuck. Father <laughs> Phil. Five eight. Father Phil. A couple dudes. Yeah, it would have been five eight, two twenty five. Definitely would have had Vito up. <laughs> oh, he would have. He would have been Vito. Vito, it was you. Nah, he would have been working Vito. That's what. Oh yeah, you're right. You you're right. That would have. Vito would have been his bottom boy. Yeah, yeah, he would have. <laughs> bottom boy is crazy. All right, that that's just theory land right there. That that is good earners theory land. You know, tune into. Uh, but we get this scene. Skip. He meets with his boss. This boss, I don't think we've seen 
I believe since season one. I don't I don't I don't think we've seen him since season one. Uh, but we get this whole thing. We find out some dope information. Tony Soprano sends them a platter for every holiday. Hmm. Um, his lawyer, his lawyer probably did. His lawyer. I mean, but Tony, you don't think Tony had this idea? You think it was always like, "Hey, no. just do this"? To oh, not at all. Okay, I don't think Tony even knows that this happens. Oh, this really? No, nah, I think this is a lawyer thing. And, and 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 it was interesting to me, like you said, that they try to frame it this way as to, "Oh, Tony takes time out of his day." Like he don't. I've I haven't seen anything. Over the six years of watching the show repeatedly, that would make me think that Tony is sending these dudes meat platters, paws, like like or charcuterie plates. Like it, I just don't see it. Like he barely wants to talk. The only time that he really had gen- genuine conversation with the FBI dude, it was like when they were talking about the terrorist shit. Mm-hmm. That's way on down the line. Like he don't give a fuck about these dudes. I feel like this is his lawyer, and I okay. think that this is. The same way that they're looking at pussy like, oh, this is a dream and you think that you can be FBI one day is the same way that this captain dude is coming off. Like, oh, you think that Tony Soprano takes time out of his day to make sure that he's sending you a whatever platter on your birthday? Like, no, this is his lawyer, dude. I'm just trying to stay in good standing so the lines of communication to be open. So if I ever do get arrested, there won't be a perp walk. I can turn myself in when I want to. These is all lawyer doings. And I think, again, that this was them or the show showing brilliantly how what pussy is doing also happens on the FBI side. Because mm. that's what this dude was doing with Tony. Mm. Do you think Tony was a weirdo? And the only reason I asked is because in next week's episode. Um, I think he knows. Tony. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I he's not. He I, I agree that he's not the one. It wasn't his idea to start sending them. Basket. That doesn't even seem right. Mm. Um, but yeah, as far as this scene goes, obviously not supposed to take gifts. Pete thinking that Skip and himself are friends. Um, that he's really trying to get down, and then just the whole cheat talking about how you can't be too close. Um, you're gonna find yourself giving in, not giving in, but being too close to these guys. He's saying it as he's eating the bread. He's actually too close. He's contradicting <laughs> what his whole intention is. <laughs> so just that. It also goes to show how you can convince yourself if you just do something a little bit mm-hmm. that it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do anything major. I'm across, you know, I, we're not supposed to take gifts, but if I eat this little piece of bread before we actually give the rest of the thing away, it's fine. How easy we can convince ourselves that it's okay to cross some lines. Come on. As long as it's not doing too much. Come on. And then, you know, as we know, that becomes bigger and bigger. It was a firm, you know, a union foreman. I'm the FBI guy. Now it's this guy handing me bottles of Johnny Walker. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it just gradually builds and builds and builds where those lines get blurred. Who is good? Who is bad? Thanks. I, um, I'm going to send it to y'all, but I recently listened to a interview with David Chase and it was very enlightening. I'll probably get into it a little bit more off air, but um, it was just a very interesting thing of his process of even creating this show and the state of America at the time of this, just what he grew up on and where he felt it was going. And he felt there were certain conversational pieces that needed to be had. And he used it through this art form and moments like these, like you said, it's, it is very like blurred lines and you can sense that here. And this is, Again, just genius. So, but I, I'll talk a little bit more about that off here. 
Um, uh, we get <laughs> Richie meets with Albert Barisi, and he's trying to sell it. What is he trying to sell? He's trying to sell the idea that everybody turned their back on Tony because of he's messing up my money on the trash routes. Uh, <laughs> there's this thing that Albert is doing. And please, y'all like me. <laughs> Imagine getting a facelift one week, one week, and you're in jail. That's why I call him a dipshit. Imagine getting a face right. Imagine getting a facelift for a week. You're in jail. <laughs> what is this, dude? What is this, bro? Can somebody it's please like? It's a tactic. It's a tactic, man. I know why you here. I know what you want me. Oh, to Oh, so do. he I is know smart. What you're looking. Yes, Absolutely. I know what you're oh, looking I thought it's me to say what. Even if he's not smart, his dad is smart because obviously he's talked to his dad and his dad has put him on game. Richie is going to come to you. We got denied the contract. This is what's going to happen. Like they're going to ask you, do you want to off Tony? And all you do is mirror what he's saying. Don't make any commitments. All you have to do <laughs> is ride the line. Uh -huh. And like this made him less of a dipshit. And it made Richie more of a dipshit. Because again, to Junior's point, like, bro, this dude is like, what's the dude, the, the, the guy's name in the first season? The guy killed it. Like, he's one of these dudes. Uh, you talking about Chris Friend? Patsy. Yeah, he like, what, what's what's Chris Friend's name? Oh, you talking about uh, Brennan? Yeah, yeah, he Brandon. like those dudes. Like you, you, you're not a, a well thought out mobster. Like you don't know how to make plays. Like he's just in this position because his dad has put in the work. So for Richie again, which was brilliant by Junior, and we'll get to this for Richie not to be able to be like, uh, I can make this. I can make this shake. I can be. I can be. Um. I I can make. I can be convincing enough. For you to get what I'm saying and kind of be on board with me, regardless of what your dad told you, regardless of what you think is happening, because you're a dipshit. Like you ain't even real in this game like I am. Mm -hmm. And for you, Richie, with Moxie and all the history that you have, not to be able to go talk to this young nigga who ain't really got no skin in the <laughs> game. I'm really going off what my dad telling me. Like you can't even convince him. Yeah. Oh, I ain't fucking with you, bro. Like you ain't got it. <laughs> you ain't got it. You ain't got it, bro. <laughs> so what, what do you what do you say, Richie? What do you say, Richie? Ain't nothing man? to say. Ain't nothing to say. Spike just covered it all. Like you don't. That's shameful. That's you shameful, man. You let me man. get this off. You let me get the repeating shit off on you. Like, could you imagine talking to a nigga and a nigga doing you like that? I'm not even in the mob, bro. And I'm gonna be like, no, what's going on? I didn't pick this up, bro. I thought this nigga was dumb, bro. Some people nah, are no, stuffing themselves. Yeah, it, some it, people it, are it, stuffing it, themselves. Get out of that nigga. I, it, and it's funny because I do shit like this, not in this manner. I'll be joking around with people. Like if, if we having a conversation, you give me some advice, you'll tell me something and I'm like, oh, you know what I should do? And I'll just repeat what you said just on some funny shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's exactly bro. what he's doing. If somebody did this shit to me, I'm going to be like, yo, what the fuck is you on? Like I'm immediately going to get hot. We talked about this that. Is, like, why are you? Go ahead. This is an established negotiating tactic. It's called mirroring. Like, just all you have to do is repeat what the other person said <laughs> and let them continue to talk. Like, it's out. Like, you can read books about this shit, bro. I've, mm -hmm. I've read. Since I'm in sales, I know this. This is this is classic mirroring, bro. And Richie was not picking up on it. Like, you a dumbass. Too. You could sell it. You couldn't yeah, buy it either. Uh... Sell it. You can sell it. 
to make a sports reference, this is this is LeBron JJ Barrett. Like when you oh, just yeah. can't understand, you just can't understand why is this not working What's in your favor? On? Why is this other dude even winning or in the competition? This shouldn't even be going on. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry, Dillavadova, like just the matchups Bex. where you just like this don't make What's sense. Happening Richie right should now? be e- Richie should have easily had this dude at least saying, "Well, if you can pull this off, why don't mm-hmm. you make I'm me this, you. this, and this?" Dude he ain't make going. No commitments, bro. Man. Like he, he like my dad already told me what to do. I'm gonna do it. Like there's nothing that you can say. Yeah. And like if, if all else fails, I'm just gonna repeat what you say. And Richie did not know what to do. He couldn't Richie, sell it. Yeah, Richie thought Richie thought his name rang out. Richie, yeah, bro, like he did. Richie, where, where he, he misses out is um, he don't quite do the research because y'all remember the first season. Uh, he depended on Moxie. Yeah, Moxie only. Uh, that the whole thing with the the El, uh, Essex County thing with the jacket. But first season, Larry Boy, you know Larry Barisi. We remember that Tony attended his daughter's wedding the first season. So Larry Boy mm-hmm. was one of the people, along with Jimmy the Rat, um, was on his side. Like, yo, we backing you. So Junior, he's doing too much. We backing you. So he seems to he doesn't do the research to understand the origin of like, yo, they really rock with Tony. They were behind giving secret votes for tony to be boss so to speak you don't understand that that connection you're just coming in trying to come up with some words because it fits your narrative um so yeah i i I don't know the dude it's funny y'all saying that but this dude just doesn't i maybe he's regular but he came off like the way he would say it came off so dumb he didn't even let it marinate like I don't know. It was funny to me. Like that whole back saying the same thing <laughs> twice. He just came off like a meathead, so to speak, Pauls. So, but yeah, that's nonetheless, it's a funny, funny interaction, man. No, Let he me ask- is a meathead, though. That, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. That's that whole thing about this conversation that he is a meathead, but he still got the best of Richie, who's trying to be the boss of a fucking family. That doesn't mm-hmm. work. It will not fly. Um, And then there's a picture of actually Larry right behind albert so that's a funny thing too and it looks like it's from the wedding so is, is he getting out like this dude not dead right no 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 he's not later dead. seasons right yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, Larry, i was yeah. tripping yeah i was tripping i was like he, I, he got locked up in the indictments i think okay um he'll be back season three yeah he'll be yeah he'll be well, back but there's this weird thing that and i i i may be reading too deep into this but there's this weird moment that richie is like he kind of switches his 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 tone and he's like, Well, how about you, Albert? <laughs> At any point you can weigh in. I don't know what that was. Like maybe he's trying to be sentimental or something. Like he just don't have that depth in his his personality. No, nah, that or, Richie knows that Richie knows that Larry runs the show. So Albert's just a spokesperson for Larry. So he's like, all right, then let's put our cards on the table. Fuck what your pop's talking about. What do you want? Is there anything? If I promise you a certain role or a certain percentage or certain money, if we go through with this, maybe we can still get it to roll. Okay. That's what that whole thing was. And then obviously he still ain't have enough to pull that off. So that's when he knew for sure he was played. Facts. Okay. Um, We transition to we hear this shaking sound of paint that sounds like a machine gun. Obviously, very intentional, but I imagine in the 90s, 2000s, very innovative on the transition tip. Uh, Carmella goes to the paint shop looking at swatches, and who does she find? She finds Vic. Come to find out, she came there on purpose because he left a few of his paint cans there, 
and she's been kind of staking the place and she eventually finds Vic there. She tells him, hey, yo, I appreciate your strength for not us not going through with it because um, it could have been something else and I may be kind of single later, so I, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> how I got hey, so... Man, fuck Carmelo, man. nigga said I may be single later. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, I... I mean, why, why is it that this way? You think she just, what, what, okay, Rich, why you say that at this moment? There's a lot of moments we can say that, but why here? Because, man, the same issue I always have with Carmella, just stand on what you mean. Talking about some, I, I wanted to thank you for thinking about the both of us and being strong for the both of us. Man, that's not why you showed up to see Vic. Hmm. And you know that that's not even what you're trying to say. And you're trying to allude that that's what he, man. Carmella just pisses me off with stuff like that. <laughs> what is she trying to say? all man? the way and track this man down, stalked him, mm-hmm. talking about something, you came in there to get a roller. That's like a specific mm-hmm. store for people who work in that industry. You can go mm-hmm. to your Home Depot or whatever to get a roller. She came out to this very specific store mm-hmm. just to look at him and lie. <laughs> Shut your goofy ass up, Carmella. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I, I don't like that, man. I just wanted to, you, you were thinking about the both of us. No, you, it's Carmella. Just mm. tell that man how you feel. But she, she ain't got it in her. Hmm. She got to be so much holier than now knowing she ain't shit like the rest of us. Hmm. Okay. I like it. What about you, Spike? I'm a rich man. I like, do it. The, the, my, my, <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. Like, like, she don't got no balls. Pause. Like, like, bitch, throughout all of the series, there were ample opportunities for you to be like, nah, this is what I believe and I'm standing on this. But she tried to skirt around with uh, the priest dude we gonna get later instances where she try to skirt around with motherfuckers and work with Tony like bitch stand on what you trying to do stop mm-hmm. making people read all of these signals stop ah well if this had happened then you know like even with the teacher dude that comes up like I, I can name so many examples with Carmela mm-hmm. doing this throughout this series and that's the reason why like us casual fan well not even casual just fans of the show yeah. be like nah Carmella not shit casual fans could be like oh well she was being done this way by Tony but throughout the whole series she played an ample part in how she was treated mm-hmm. because she was never honest about her feelings with anybody else she mm-hmm. waited on Tony to do her a certain type of way then she reacted to that with these different dudes throughout the series and that's whack that's, that's lame if you're going to do all that just leave Great job by David Chase, though. Great he job. He made me hate her. I don't, oh, yeah, I don't like Carmella at all, bro. Um, I want to do a shout-out, too, on the sidebar. Uh, shout-out to, <clears> he's <throat> a listener of ours, but he's really established in the Soprano space. He has a whole band where they remake <clears throat> Soprano storylines in the form of rock. So, But he, he's the Soprano guy, a.k.a. Crado Soprano. Uh, y'all, look, y'all can look him up. He does memes. He has merch, all that, but he does he talked about on his recent episode the impact of female characters after janice soprano and carmella's in that bag as well he talked about how they didn't have to just support the man but they served a uh, individual storyline where they could exhibit a certain kind of strength and they didn't have to be likable like that was the women always had to be likable prior to so he it's a whole episode i'm gonna i'll sing y'all that he's a really he's really good y'all I'll, I'll tell you, but y'all go check out his podcast. It's called uh, With Pope. So it's a great, great podcast, but uh, <laughs> really, really good. He's a he's a different kind of dude. He does deep 
exhortations. Like I think y'all intelligent brothers will appreciate it. But here, I I I feel differently than y'all. I I, I agree that she it's false. It's false on like you trying to play like thank you for being strong for the both of us because if he got there, who knows what would happen. But what I have to give to Carmella, whether y'all want to or not, Carmella's code is different than Tony's. Tony has a code and he tries to stick to certain elements. Carmella never stepped out per se in the marriage. Like there, she never stepped out. What? That's because she could pull it off. I'm finna say she, it, it she didn't have no she, balls. She, step out she didn't know how to finesse it. She wanted she, to. She could pull it off, y'all. She's not that. She's not. Oh no! Because because here because Carmella is. She's in that suburban housewife bag. She could get off an affair. Her problem is she's she stayed too close for comfort. You, you she could have went to Rome and got this off. She there's so many times she could get it off. Like she could do this. Absolutely could do it. But I think there's a part of her that she has to stand on a certain belief. Don't stop believing. Like that's her thing. Like she's not great like none of these characters but that's her code i think so i unlike y'all i will commend the fact that it didn't happen yeah who knows if she got there maybe he would have been slapping cheeks but that didn't happen and maybe it's like i'm glad it didn't because for me that's a stain i don't want to live with versus tony and what stains he can live with so every character has a small trait that's redeemable about them one at least and i think this is just one of carmella's she's can't she can't be a full-blown hated character without any redeemable tr uh qualities it's just it's not set up that way you on mute bro what are you saying her redeemable quality is uh i think that she sticks around she's really trying to make the marriage work i think she looks at her parents i think she looks at what they do and she wants that but she still has a real hard time with for whatever reason like you're with tony and you're looking for something different which is ignorant i'm not saying she's the most intelligent i'm not saying that she's most logical what i say is her code as far as i'm not going to step outside of our marriage you know that's that's she why i want to step outside their marriage though she did she wanted want to do to. it several times she wanted to she just could right. never find anybody that was willing to do it with her i don't think that she couldn't find nobody I think that she, like when we talk about Vic right here, the, the a previous episode, I think bust out. I think that when she was saying like, oh, I, this never happened in my, my life, maybe never. I think a, there was that part of her that was drawing her to it, but there was the other part that's like, what am I doing? It's just more complexity than I think that Bro, we give credit for. She has the same complex that Richie has. She nah, can't close. She's not convincing. She couldn't convince this dude to overcome his fears to fuck her, even though Tony is a mob boss. And we see this throughout the series. It ain't, that it, 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 it ain't that it ain't that that she don't want to do it, which us as men, we all men here. We could we want that to be the thing. We don't want her to be like, oh, well, I'm out here. Like, there's no nigga would commit to it. Yeah. Like she's out here. She just can't get nobody else on the other end to commit to it. She's already committed to it. So in our eyes as men, she's already cheated. She's just looking for a nigga that's cool to doing it with her. And she just can't find him. And she got the Richie complex when she can't find him because she just can't close. That's it. Like she, she she's a piece step. of shit. Yeah, she's a piece of shit, bro. 
Like, if you want to do it, then do it. If not, then leave it alone. But she's teetering on the fence and she's leaving the men in her life to make the decision when they don't want to do it based off Tony, not based off her, but based off Tony. So I think that makes her like, like less commendable to, in, in my eyes. Like you out here, you want to do it. You just can't make the commitment or convince somebody else to make the commitment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think she's never stood on her own independence. That's a part of it. I, I, I still differ with you, but I think you're making great points. I think you're making absolute great points. Um, Carmilla's a dirtbag, man. Yeah, she's in a she's in the list after Tony and many other of these characters. She just she just does it in a way where it's like you if if see if we had Carmela in therapy and we got her to admit these things, I think we would feel differently about her. Cause then you're like, okay, you're making your trash, but we never get that. So Tony would get it. That's why we could still love him. He's not trash. There's complexity because he's talking to Melfi about it's different. That's um, a good point fair. you bring up though. That's, that's, that's a really good point. Only reason, like we can, you said, we never <laughs> yeah. get to get, we never get to hear herself reflect. So we just hate her because we love Tony. Yeah, and we see what she's doing. So yeah, that's a good point. Okay, um, Melfi and Tony, we get our first uh, therapy session. Uh, Tony tells her that I've been banging her for two years. I definitely got Is a, that question. a hardship on her. Yes, a great line. Come on. Come that was on. So good. That's so that good. Was so good. So good. Oh man. Um Melfi was in her bag. She bro. was. She's back sober again. So she's but she's still on that. Um Rich, what did you get from this scene? Him kind of speaking about Irina and kind of Melfi trying to getting past the judge. Cause he talks about kind of a judgmental part of it or whatever, but what did you get from this this interaction, this therapy session? Just him trying to figure out why I think he realizes he relates to Irina, and that's why it's hard for him to let her go. Hmm. He kind of has a soft spot for her for her upbringing and the way you know we mentioned I think you mentioned earlier about her parents. We find out they're alcoholics. Mm-hmm. He has a similar upbringing where he didn't have the most functional household. Um, she's battling with depression. He's had episodes of depression. Um, even questioned, even if it was very lightly, the whole suicide thing. He's seeing that he's a lot of light to Irina, and maybe that's why he's been with her for two. Having a Gumar for two years, mm-hmm. that's a lot. You know what I mean? To maintain a marriage and still be back and forth with one person. At some point, you can't maintain that, so you switch them out. Mm-hmm. So I think the... I don't know what happened to Spike. I don't know what happened. Hopefully he hop back in here. Uh, but keep going. All right. But I think the thing of that is just uh, him trying to figure out why is it that he can't detach from her and why he's so interested and intrigued with her as well. Hmm. Yeah. It, it's an interesting thing. I I don't I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to figure out where you're going with it. Not like you, but like there is a connection. He is connecting with her but i'm trying to figure out what was was his upbringing so hard that he connects with what part of her story is he connecting with or is it just i actually really like this girl a lot because we've been together for two years you know what i mean like i, I guess that's where i'm troubled yeah. in the connection between irena um he, and, and tony i think it, like i said earlier even with the scene where I, I was dogging carmella 
but that's her version of trying to do the right thing. You know, like I said, I think that's the overall theme of this episode. So his connection with trying to do the right thing in his world, knowing that he doesn't want her to start from scratch because there is something more than just, you know, this Gumar thing. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, it, it is interesting. Um, when Spike hop back on here, I want to ask because there's a. I don't think I don't know if it was here. There's an age gap. Maybe it was a later scene that he was asking. But there was an age gap difference that I was trying to do the math on because it didn't quite make sense. He said sense. like 20. He said like almost 20 years. Um, but Spike, I'll ask you, what did you get from this Melfi scene? And we, we even find out like there's this age gap. And I'm, I'm going to ask you all a little further about that. But what did you get about this? Get from this Melfi scene? Because the last episode, she kind of had a little bit of this judgmentalness, and then she didn't quite have it here. And he's just like, "What's the matter with you?" So, what what did you get from this this scene? Um, this was a good scene in the sense of she wasn't too pressed. She was letting Tony figure that shit out on his own. I ain't gonna ride you on you having an affair. I ain't gonna ride you on any of these different things. I'm really trying to get to the bottom of what's going on with you. So I think that she did a great job as a professional here, not letting any womanly instincts kick in and being like, you're doing your wife dirty or anything of that nature. She was only being a psychiatrist here. <laughs> and I think that's what Tony needed. Okay. And I think that's what helped Tony the most figure out what was going on here. Okay. All right. This is the big question. Tony says he's 20 years older. I'm going to give him some grace and say he's somewhere between 15 and 20 years. He just rounded it off. Tony is supposed to be, what, 36, 37, correct? Pretty closer to 40. Closer to 40? I think he's like, thir- he like 39, 40. I thought he was like 30, 35 when the series started, 36 or something. I could be wrong, but for some reason, I always thought he was like 39. I always thought he was older, but I, uh, Spike, you looked it up. When we did season one, you you looked up kind of what how old Janice was supposed to be, which I think we had her to be maybe two years older than Tony. Um, but okay, let's just say Tony is thirty eight. He's yeah, twenty. He was thirty nine forty at the start of Sopranos. Thirty nine forty. Probably about yep. forty two at season two. Forty one, forty two. Okay, so we'll call it 41. So let's say he's 39 when they started messing messing with each other. So she was 19? 19? Probably. <laughs> how old is how old is Meadow? Like 12? Like like 11? I don't know. I just I don't know. I just thought it was wild. The timeline got messed up. <laughs> that's that's all I was thinking. Like, I don't know. I was just like, yo. They probably I mean, say, but you a mob boss, though. How much? How much of that are you taking into consideration? Like, you don't really care how old this chick is. She work at the Bing. She's a stripper. She look good. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it. It, it wasn't supposed to be a two year fling type of thing for you, right? When you first like ran into her, he was like, "Oh, it's a cool uh, piece of ass for the night." Just so, so happened, yeah. Just so happened that it's, she stuck around for two years, so. Okay, so then that eight, so I guess, yeah, that Bada Bing reference is supposed to be enough to say, well, she got to be 18 at least to dance. So mm-hmm. I guess that's supposed to give us kind of that. Okay, so he almost, yeah, I think he kind of looks at her in a weird way, how Melfi references like the, the sleep with your mom thing, like don't start with that weird psychology. 
is there a weird psychology here was like i kind of look at her as like a daughter kind of so to speak a niece or something but i'm banging her too or you think that's in this play or at all or no that was weird because she's he, she's young enough to be that yeah, mm -hmm. and that's why he feel that way about her i gotta help her out i gotta help her out i can't just leave her to be like fend for herself like i'm wondering what happens when she goes to the hospital or try to kill herself? Like that's why he's so invested in what she got going on because he looks at himself. I feel like almost like a father figure mm -hmm. and someone that she's cheating with. Yeah. I almost think the Matthew Bevelock thing kind of plays in here too. That like if he had better guidance and all, I think maybe that's still kind of ringing in his head a little bit too. So yeah, that's a great point. Uh, Richie, and junior at his crib richie basically tells him like hey yo it didn't go through and richie is still <laughs> bullheaded saying yo don't even worry about it i got somebody in the, in the pen he can take care of uh larry boy and i can take care of things from here and basically so does so many words junior's just like bro like just take it easy just let it marinate for a little bit uh and uh, Richie eventually Jackie's speaking up and we get the line that Spike talked about earlier do I hear something was that something that was <laughs> man I felt like you know who's, what I felt that speaking I felt like that who's was like that? some that like money bag yo huh what I thought I heard somebody saying something like dude like it just felt like that to be in my head where it's like yeah I don't even I don't even acknowledge you bro like that speaks to the generations but what did y'all get from this thing uh, Spike Lou what did you get from this this interaction right here the box. Um, this is a great junior scene, man. This mm -hmm. is a great junior and Bobby scene from the sense of if we didn't put it together as viewers, what junior was doing or how advanced the thought process was in their world, Bobby helped us see it when he's like, oh, I'm in awe of you because junior walked through all of the things that needed to happen and that. Again, he, he, I'm a mafioso. I do this. This is my living. How does it look if I'm working under Richie versus working under Tony? Who's family? Who's my nephew? So he starts to go through all those things in his head. And it's almost seen. It, it seems like it's in an instant when outside of someone like Bobby, who ain't as high up as Junior, it's like, oh, man, this is it's, it's like watching Kobe play basketball hmm. or watching LeBron play basketball or some shit like that. So I really appreciate how, again, we see these glimpses of like, yeah, Junior's Mr. Magoo in some sense, but also he's really good at this mafia shit and the things that he does. Mm -hmm. And we see that Bobby appreciates that and we see that shit play out in the scene. It, this was a great scene for me. Straight up, straight up, man. Everything you said was right on point. I'm more surprised every time I see this scene that Richie didn't figure out what was going on. Like there's something in me every time I watch this that says Richie had to know that since he failed, that things could go sour. Maybe it's the fact that he knows that Junior already had a play a season before to lay Tony out, that he feels safe to keep coming back to him with this. Mm -hmm. But at some point, it's amazing how unself-aware that Richie is. And he doesn't know that my plan is failing drastically. And there might be, I should start, the way that Junior's playing it and looking at both sides, Richie should be doing the same. 
mm-hmm. and thinking like, all right, then what is Junior really thinking now that I couldn't deliver? Is he mm-hmm. really going to go through on this? Like there was just seems like there's no there's no plan behind Richie's actions. Mm-hmm. So that's always surprising to me. But everything Spike said was on point. Like he couldn't genius Junior scene. Genius Junior. He just read the room, man. He saw man. that he saw that in his sleep. Oh yeah. Uh Jackie Jr. Jackie Jr. sounds like these rappers these days, bro. Jackie Jr. says, I would have did them myself. <laughs> bro, you all that college break. I would have done him myself. Is wild. These rappers these days just say stuff that don't have they don't act like it doesn't have a, a certain weight to it. But Junior is like, what? Huh? Did somebody say something? Like, it was just Who crazy. Are you? Who are Why you? Even like, talk Why are you, you even here? <laughs> and then, and let me show you something else. Junior says that he couldn't sell it. He's not respected. You talk about having a different idea of how you're looked at versus what it really is. The only person that respects him is his little nephew, little nephew, that is he's dragging around. That's the only person that respects him. Even little Ricky don't respect him like that. That he's dancing and tiptoeing and balleting in his house, knowing that his father ain't really really. So the only person that really respects him is Jackie Jr., which speaks volumes <laughs> later down the road. And it's just, but I wanted to ask, why is Bobby in all? I, I every, when, every time the scene comes, I'm like, what is he in all of? What did Junior do that was so like, oh my gosh, like I like, what are you in all of, bro? This is another day in the life. He didn't do anything amazing. What do you say, Rich? That was a that was a big decision. That was a big decision to make, man. They're in the middle of taking out of a mob boss of a family. Like the fact that he saw Junior make that play out in his head. If I do this, it could work out this way. If I fail to do this, it could work out that way. Weighing the pros and the cons. Like I said earlier, it just shows in real time how Junior became who he is and how he stayed in the game for so long because mm-hmm. he's able to see what the right move is. This yeah. is the right move to go with Tony. <laughs> um, you know, if he didn't think all that out, he could have easily went with Richie or went the other way and it could have played out something completely different. So it was just someone that he's not, he ain't wake up last night and just become Junior Soprano. Hmm. He's seen this a million times. And, t- and Bobby just seeing it firsthand, if you, until you in that position, this is another thing, until you in that position, you don't know the steps and the details that it takes to make those type of plays and those decisions. You know what I mean? It's easy when you see it, but when you're the one that got to make that final call, mm-hmm. I better make sure I'm right. This yeah. facts. This is why I fuck with Bobby, though. The reason that you're asking when you when when you ask me more, and you're like, well, I can't see why Bobby is one of your favorite characters. Bobby saw the play. He didn't see it before Junior, but once Junior laid it out, he was like, oh, okay. And that's why he was in awe. You asked the question more. You was like, well, why Richie didn't pick up on this? He ain't special. He ain't one of them niggas. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Bobby picked up on it after Junior laid it out to him, that's what makes Bobby one of my favorite characters. He's like, okay, I, I'm learning. I understand. I started as a driver for Junior, but I'm seeing how these niggas work. I'm seeing how all this stuff goes down. So you see him or in his intelligence with the mafia game just build throughout the seasons. That's why I really fuck with Bobby. He's really observing in what he does. 
Two, I was waiting for him to eat that sandwich. I thought that the Mardi Gras. <laughs> oh, yes. I, yeah. I thought I was he was going to kill that sandwich. <laughs> I ain't going to hold you. I was too. Me too. I me was too. looking in the back scenes and everything. Yeah, me too. Like, Bobby was going to take a bite out that sandwich. You about to kill that. Facts. But he just hit that mug in the sink. But I, I, I think that's a good, a good like roadmap thing, Mo, as far as you saying, like, well, why was Bobby in awe? It's the same reason when you ask, well, why didn't Richie pick up on what Junior was doing? Bobby did, but I'm just a driver. Mm -hmm. I ain't really got too much say so in this, but I'm in awe of how you just pulled this shit off because I roll with you every day. Mm -hmm. I see how shit goes. I see how you played this nigga from point A to point B to point C. And now I'm processing it as not as you, not as Junior as a nigga have to make the decisions. But just as an observer, like, mm -hmm. damn, that was cold. Mm -hmm. It's like us watching Steph play basketball. Like, any nigga can shoot a three. But watching that nigga do it from 30, 40, 50 feet or whatever it may be, like, that's that's what puts you in awe of it. Mm -hmm. And that's how Bobby was looking at Junior in this scenario. Like, yeah, I do this. I'm a part of it. But you, you are special. You're special at this. This nigga Richie just came in here on a whole plot to kill a boss but he didn't even pick up on the shit that you was putting down mm. you completely played this nigga I, it, it, this was a great scene uh my last little adage to it is you got to think junior season one where even well season two even where tony's like bro you got played by a woman like you got played by my mother and we the junior you know and tony talks about her being senile only thing she can remember is the people she hate which was at the wedding party so it's this whole thing where I think while Junior probably has some wisdom from over the years, I think that he plays back in his head, my little nephew, how close things could have been, but it wasn't. And he realizes Tony going to win. He If he outsmarted me and I watched him as a little boy and we used to throw baseballs together, Thanks. there's no way I would have thought my little nephew outsmarted me. I just you never had to make us of a varsity athlete. I never thought you would have outsmarted me. The fact that you did and you're still alive here and I end up having to go to jail and I got I'm on house arrest. You played me all the way through. You even let me be boss to be Joe Jerkoff and take the bid. You outsmarted me so many levels. I'm better off with Tony. So I feel like while Junior has the history of wisdom, I also think that he's looking back at his decision in season one and realizes like I'm not going down that road again. That's not the smart play. He is family. And then he looked out for me when I hurt my back in the shower. So he still cares about me. We've still met since then. That's not the, it's just not the smart play. So I, I agree with y'all both. Excellent job on that. That y'all really provided a lot of context here. Um, Chris is that uh, the stock brokerage firm where, where Bistics was once a thing. Uh, Big P comes to the job. Big P is really, like I said, he's in full rap mode. He's getting all he needs and he's getting up out of there. He thinks he is really uh, uh, Matlock right now. And he just gets the information. And he tries to get up out of like, oh, okay, cool. The Pokemon cars thing, cool. What, uh, and he gets out of there. He's like, hey, 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 yo. What about the car for Adriana? Oh, yeah. So I thought that was a good uh, alibi for Big P being a rat. Like, I'll run a, a car sh chop shop. I got a car for you. So that was a great play to kind of throw it, throw it off the scent. But what did y'all get anything from this scene? It was super wired up. That's all I really yeah. got. Super wired up. Definitely trying to be a super chest. agent. Yeah, he tapped his chest before he walked in, in, in the office. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he forgot about the car, because he walked in saying that he got, you know, a word on Adriana's car. Then when he left, 
He didn't say anything about it. That was just a subtle reminder that P is out of his realm. He doesn't know this world. He doesn't even know how to properly flip someone, even though that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to show his worth, but he's really showing how far away he is. And should have stayed in food and beverage. Like, he's just out of his depth. Like, bro, lay low, do your job, and then things can go smooth. But instead, Skip already told him, you an informant. We the feds. I feel like P is taking this amongst himself. Mm-hmm. This whole ordeal. He probably grabbed the wire himself and said, I'm gonna find out some information, be proactive. Hmm. Nigga trying to be MacGyver and shit. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh Tony meets with Irina. Uh and he comes through and she got one of his boots on, and one of the boots are off. And Irina goes to try to do the modeling thing, like Tony said, and she finds out that she's too old for modeling, which is nuts. Like she can't be no older than twenty one. Like, uh, yeah. What did y'all What did y'all think about that? Like, is the continuity an issue right here? Because to me, it just felt like we talked about that age thing. It felt like a a continuity issue, but that was just me. It probably could be, but I didn't. I didn't. It, I don't think it played too much of an integral part to the story to where it bothered me. Okay. It didn't bother me. It didn't bother me at all. Actually, okay. I was more worried. Like, why? Why is he again being watches of this show? And we know what's going to happen. I I see why he was talking to her. But if I was just watching this for the first time, I would wonder, like, what the fuck does she got to do with this? Like, why? Why is he talking to her? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? What? What good or what purpose is this conversation as for us as fans? Like, you don't move the story forward at all. Mm-hmm. Other than laying some groundwork for future stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I wanted to note that uh, Irina, being Russian, she has something in common with blacks. She don't go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you funny man. <laughs> I had to get it off. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> now we do go to therapy, but you know. Um, and now <laughs> we get to a scene with Richie and Janice. His son Rick says he's going to fix his garden. He says, "Sure Hold thing." On. Yeah, I'm my fault. Never mind. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Okay, I was in the wrong spot. Uh, uh, his son Rick, little Richie, little Richard, uh, says he's going to fix his his uh garden for him. He's like, "Sure thing, kid." And Richie and Janice they start to have a real conversation about finances and and then Janice out of nowhere pulls this whole thing of well you know you don't want you around his kids and that seems to blow Richie's lid what is this <laughs> why is that why is that the the thing that blows him is it like now not on, only on top of the money thing but you don't want me around your kid I don't know maybe one of y'all whoever what is, wants to what if somebody hey what if you found out one of your friends just don't want you around their kids or your your sister's husband or sister's boyfriend don't want you around their kids well rick you know they ain't like, friends, how would that though? make you feel we ain't friends <laughs> he know they ain't friends like they're not friends we're associates how big of a demarc is that yeah right like, that's a certain designation like, like that's a very description like kids. that's yeah that's a very um that's a universal insult it don't matter who, where you from, what color you are, your background. If you're deemed too much of a creep or too weird 
to be around somebody else's children. That says everything you know and no in any culture, any language. Mm. <laughs> this nigga can't be trusted around children. That's just Thanks. the worst. So mm. that's why he's hot about it. Like what is like I'm about to be your brother-in-law. You don't trust me. Who the me fuck you kids? think I am? Right. Like who the fuck you think I am while I can't be around your kids, nigga? Mm. Yeah, exactly. That's the ultimate sign of disrespect. Mm. And then just getting into the scene itself, one of the toughest thing, one of the toughest conversations you can have with your girl is money conversations. Especially when you thought it was going to be one thing and it ain't, or you already got stuff in motion and certain promises are made, right. and now you can't do it. And the only thing worse than that is being in the middle of those arrangements. You know, Jen has got people coming to the house to put in work, and now I got to put that off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see Janice's play. You see her brain working. She It's very interesting how much we enjoy Janice and she won't hesitate to throw her bur- her brother under the bus. If that means yeah. Tony got to go for me to reach power, that means Tony got to go. And you see her putting the battery in Richie's back. I I, I have so much to ask about her psych- psychological uh, standpoint where she is, but I, I'll wait a little bit into that. Um, she played Richie, man. But why why is she why is she so set? on competing with her brother where is this coming from she's been gone for a grip 20 years uh i believe or so 18 18 years plus why why is she so set on competing against her brother is this kind of a reveal to like livia i know spike we spoke in season one how livia probably if the the mob was different and there were women women involved in it and we talked about her being a boss livia could have probably made some plays is this kind of that type of thing rick uh spike or like what is why she's so set on competing against her brother i think it's the evolution of what we see as the mob like even with his mom and her trying to take him out or his Mm -hmm. sister they're looking at it from these rosy glasses it's like Oh, well, I've seen my bosses and I've seen how my dad was. Tony's not that dude. Mm. I think it go a lot goes to the discredit of who they think because their family that Tony is. Like, I mean, I'm sure we all can relate to it as far as how your family looks at you versus how people that you do business with versus people that, that know you outside of like, I got to be nice to you because I'm family the difference that they look at you at and the difference that those people look at you at. And I think those are the one of the things that we're self, like, whether Janice, his mom or junior are suffering from like, Oh, you're still little Tony Soprano that we know. You're still my nephew. You're still my little brother. You're still my son versus being the mob boss, mob boss of Jersey. His family didn't look at him like that. They're mm-hmm. looking at him like, Oh, well, you're just Tony Soprano. Mm-hmm. versus the world looking at him like oh no nigga you're tony soprano yeah, you're tony. you yeah. put in the work mm-hmm. to be this nigga and they're still holding him under that guise of like this is the guy that i grew up with and that's just not the case and he can't beat them at that so mm-hmm. he has to show them throughout the series like nah y'all y'all have me fucked up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah i agree um yeah, like you said, hard conversation to have with your woman about like yo, the, the bag is slowing up. Uh, 
We get a small scene. Big P doing a stakeout. He see Christopher and somebody else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I want to say is that Big P is so in rat mode. He no longer has a human brain. <laughs> oh, well, anything y'all want to add to this stakeout scene from Big P? It's ridiculous. Hey, he went, they really went all out on this nigga, man. They did. They did. He just, swerved, that's why I he wish swerved, it was built up. Hit a 7-Eleven clerk and then crashed into his car, all trying to be super agent. And yeah, my nigga, he asked him about it later. He said he in a cone. Bro. <laughs> hey, he used a cold man. He used a cold name of Fat Man. Hey, bro. <laughs> like, man, imagine man. being skipping. Wow. Like, Yo, what the fuck? Yeah, Skip probably, what the fuck is this nigga on, bro? Yeah, this is Fat Man. This nigga said, this nigga said, he said. It's the perfect setup for what happens to him. Yeah, man. He said, Sal? Like, is that you? Jody, is this Jody? The same one that got my vet pregnant? Oh, man. Yeah, he out here wilding. Mm-hmm. Again, this stuff is just not a payoff. I'm sorry. Uh, Sopranos don't have many flaws. This is just not a payoff because y'all didn't give us where the transition happened. I know y'all talk about Stockholm Syndrome, and that is a real thing, but there's just nothing that leads us to be like, okay, he flipped the switch. He figured, okay, I'm going on this side. I never take P as a person that doesn't is not layered. He's not a person that's like, oh, he's just going to jump from one side to the other. No, he's always come off layered. He's been a rat for years, so... It it just doesn't pay off to me where this transition <laughs> happens where all of a sudden now you you are a Matlock. It just doesn't every time, bro. Um, but, I don't know why that's so funny. He's been a rat for years. I mean, he has though. Like this is not he's new. been telling for a minute. Mm-hmm. I ain't been tattletelling like a mug. Um, Irina calls Tony's house and the maid picks up and I don't know if the maid knows the same language as Russian because she's uh, what's it? What what do you say is Polish? Polish, yeah. Polish. Um, so I don't know. I almost I think like she all over there grouped in together. Like she should she should know Russian. Hmm. Is my thought process. Yeah. Okay, because it seemed like they were kind of like understanding each other when she started talking in a different language. But yeah, yeah. She knew what she was saying. She definitely knew what she was saying. Tony picks up, talks to her for a second, and he puts Carm in a really awkward position. I think we can all be honest to that. To say, <laughs> hey, yo. This chick I'm banging on the side, she's about to kill herself. So I'm I'm trying to look out for. Her. I, I just need you to understand <laughs> that I, I know it's wrong, but I, I don't want her to die. I'm like, oh, the audacity of men, bro. That us, that's us. We crazy. We are. We are insane, bro. <laughs> and she hit it to him real. Like, okay, so the bitch that you're fucking, I'm <laughs> yeah. supposed to care. <laughs> yeah. As your wife, the mother of your kids, I'm supposed to care that she's going to kill herself because you're leaving her and trying to be a better man. I'm mm-hmm. supposed to care about that. Mm-hmm. Like the way that she framed that was perfect. That was perfect. Good. That was one of the few good Carmella moments in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm like, I, I, and again, I'm a man, so I know how we are. I'm surprised that he didn't see this, but we do go through those phases of blindness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Russian vagina is most. <laughs> I, we do go through those phases. We do. Like nigga, I mean, you are wilding, nigga. Yeah. Wow, bro. Like is, calling my house in the middle of the day, arguing mm. with my maid. Like mm. nigga. Yeah, that's wild. This this is the scene that 
really sparked my attention. I think just because earlier she really there was really a crisis. You know, she was in the hospital. Something about every time when I watch this scene and when <laughs> Irina gets on the phone, all she says is, "I miss you." I love you. Like, that's what you call me for, man. <laughs> my house, bro. In the middle oh, of the crazy. day. Nigga, is oh, you crazy. crazy? And Carmela's facial expression was perfect. Like, she couldn't believe it. The audacity. Like, come on, man. There's some kind of... De- at least have the decency to not have these women calling our crib. Like, come on, bro. Who am I? Who am I right now? Like... <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and Tony just being on, like... Talking about the suicide, he, he said, "Poor shit, kid, man. Yeah. poor, poor kid. Like, come man, on, man, don't make me have sympathy for her." Man, we're insane, bro. We are, <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> and there was some truth here. There was yeah. some truth here to what Tony was saying. There was a lot yeah. of truth there. That's why we crazy though, because we try to get that off though. Mm-hmm. If you, if you, if you're the Tony Soprano type male, I, I'm taking care of everything. Like, there's not a worry in the world that my wife has. I know that I'm, I'm, I'm big dog stepper, big dog on the porch, like, and still trying to get this off. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's insane. Mm-hmm. The poor kid. Yeah, it's yeah. This is a great yeah, great Carmela scene. It's real. Um, and I mean, we'll see. This is gonna be a bar later. Great. Carmela's great at the jabs. We talked about that season one, um, the college episode, like the flip on it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's awkward position to put her in. Irina's going crazy on the call in the house. Like that's crazy to me. Um, but I still think Tony Tony likes these things subtly, because um, Tony just comes off as a dude that likes that toxic stuff. Because it, it's closer to his wheelhouse. We'll see that a little later in some seasons. It's a little more fleshed out. But I think Tony liked toxicity in women. I just think he does. You know? Um, yeah. But there was one more thing, a part of this scene, before we get out of here. Silvio's wife straight up tells us, like, yo, the reason Vic left is because he know who your husband is. Are you are you crazy? When are you going to get it through your head, bruh? Are you kidding Fair me? Enough. You act like people don't know. You, he's in the news, dude, and the newspaper. You act like people don't know who your husband is, and all of a sudden, you want to act like, man, that was crazy. I, I I love that she gave this advice. This is kind of, to me, breaking the fourth wall of saying, yo, you need to know this is your husband, and people know, not just you. Like, Tony's as subtle as he is, as charming as he is, as, as upstanding as he tries to be, in the world of this thing of theirs, people know you're the only one that seems to don't get the idea. You're not really living the suburban life. This is get out. <laughs> um, but yeah, did anything I gather from that interaction from Seal's wife and Carmelo or nothing more than what you it. already said? Yeah. Okay. I liked it. It showed bitch like you tripping. Yeah, pretty much. Your husband's the boss. Like, I got disrespected from Seal, who's a, the second or third man in charge. Like, your husband's the boss. Like, what do you expect? Mm-hmm. Right. I think it was good. Uh, Uncle Junior and Tony, they have a meeting and a very interesting meeting. Uh, t- uh, Junior's giving his opinion about some things, and, and Tony's telling straight up, you can, stick, you can take your opinions where, elsewhere, bro. I ain't really here, but um, Junior later reveals that, hey, yo, I got some 
big dog information, and it's very interesting. And, I, and Rich, I'm going to throw it in your court. It's very interesting that this is the moment he said, hey, yo, Richie is plotting against you, and it's in real time. He's going to try to attempt murder on you and make your wife a widow. Um, I'm giving you information. I got two questions. This is for both of y'all. Question number one, how much does Junior believe in the ability of Richie April to actually murder Tony? That's one. The ability, because he's selling it like he believes that if I didn't tell you this, he would have got this off. One. And two, is Junior embracing the fact that Tony is boss and I can get up in, with an opportunity of revealing this information? Um, so I don't think that Junior, I think Junior thinks that Richie will attempt to hit. I don't know if Junior believes that he'll pull it off, but he at least knows that Richie is wild enough mm -hmm. um, and brazen enough to actually try it. So even if you are lucky enough to, you know, get close enough to maybe take Tony out, it's enough. It's worth enough of me telling Tony about this. Mm -hmm. um, and Junior's playing the game. He's putting himself in the best position as well. Um, by telling Tony that this is going to happen. I think he believes that, all right, I'm going to give this information out to uncle, my uncle, uh, or excuse me, to my nephew. He's going to realize I'm telling him the truth, mm -hmm. and this really is a threat, and he's going to thank me for it. I know he's going to – Junior knew that Tony was going to question, well, what about you? How I know you're not playing me? Like, he saw the whole thing the same way he did in front of Bobby. So he stopped this whole scenario out. Um I don't know if he was expecting anything more than than being safe. Hmm. You know, my main objective, if I'm junior, is to make sure he doesn't think that I'm actually in on it with Richie. Because that will, that will look weird. You already tried to take me out once. You know, you conspire with my mother. You know me and Richie got beef. I know you and Richie got your coke route thing. So you have just enough reason to be upset because I'm cutting off your bread. So this could be a double play for me. How I know you ain't going across it. And junior played it off very well. Mm -hmm. So I think he knew as long as I can convince him that I'm really not with Richie, then that's going to kill a bird for me too. And maybe I can start earning a little bit of a different way, which we see he gave him a bump up in this percentage of what he's getting because he came with some valuable information. Hmm. Wow. Same play for Tony with the dude with the sports good show. Or, or oh, Davey. Yeah, Davey. You come in the game, you begging me to do it. Like, nah, I'm telling you, you can't fuck with it. However, I know if I get my hooks in you for the long haul, I'm going to take your whole store. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Junior for this. You come to me, you talk about killing Tony. I, I, I'm going to listen to it because I, I'm, I'm a man who likes opportunity and I know what I can get from this. However, if it ain't good enough and I can't sell it, yeah, I'm going to go tell my nephew. My nephew is going to fuck with me eventually because I can sell it. Not yeah. like you, like not like you going in these rooms with uh, what's my Caprizi son or whatnot and, yeah. and not being able to sell it. I am going to be able to sell it. I know what to say. I know what to do to sell it to where Tony is going to believe me. So now you're on the outs, Richie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. However closely you thought that I was working with you, however closely you thought the bond that we had is out of here because I'm making the best decision for Junior Soprano. And I think that's why we commend him as far as the character that he is in his book, because you never really can tell. 
Mm-hmm. Even with this, all the way up to the end, when he's in his doctor's office talking to Tony, it's like, oh, this is like when Bobby was saying, like, I'm in awe of you. Like, I'm I'm walking through this whole thing with you. Mm-hmm. And it may have been true. It may not have been true. We don't know. But it sounded good enough. He sold it just mm-hmm. well enough to what Tony was like. You know what? You're right. Because mm-hmm. what 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 other route can I go? Mm-hmm. I cannot believe you would kill you and Richie. But where is that going to get me? Mm-hmm. So, this shit was great. This is a great scene. Yeah, it was. I, I uh, just to put a, a bow on it. Um, this is why I think that I, I honestly don't think that Junior was wise enough to be like playing Richie the whole time. I think the last moment he had, where he was with Bobby and and Bobby was in awe of him, I think that was the moment it clicked. Was like, because if if the Barisi thing worked out, I think Junior would have rode rode the wave completely. I do. That's the brilliance of it, though. That's, that's what I'm saying. Brilliant. You yeah. don't know. You don't know. You, have, like, you, you don't know. That's, that's why. That's why Junior Soprano is Junior fucking Soprano. And these rewatches you don't know. make such a difference because it's like you can keep yeah. watching it and you can choose the narrative. It's almost like a, a choose your own choice and watch it from those lenses. Yep. And so I, I truly believe that Junior didn't have, he wasn't actually finessing Richie, but when Richie couldn't sell it, he knew from that moment. Now, all right, I gotta turn it on. I gotta turn it on. So then we I get here. Do what I do exactly, and he goes to Tony and they have this conversation, and it works to his benefit because uh, for one, there's this moment. Well, for first, Tony bumps him up from five percent to seven and a half percent on the finesses, so that which is good because really Junior's in a crunch. I think Junior's okay, but I don't think he's that okay when it comes to that four hundred grand. With the attorney and the tapes and all that, um, and then two, there was a moment where Tony, um, I ain't gonna say he like he gonna cry, but his eyes was kind of getting a little puffy. There, it almost seemed like Tony had a moment where he needed that fatherly presence. He needed that OG, that big homie uh, presence right there. And Junior just gave that to him, and he called him like my, my little nephew. And I think that's just a a soothing statement to Tony. It kind of brings things back to how it was back in the day. Uh, Tony has a thing. He don't like people to reminisce over him. But when it comes to Junior, he's okay with it. It's almost like like Junior is the only person he's okay with reminiscing of him when he was a kid. Only Junior. Nobody else. So when he calls him his little nephew, he doesn't have a problem with it. He never does. He never corrects him. Like, I'm not... yeah, I, I'm not your little nephew anymore. Like he never does that. But when it comes to Junior, I'm not. I'm not that little fat kid that you remember. When it comes to Davies Cantino, yeah, well, don't reminisce over me. Like only Junior. I think it can- was when he said that little nephew line again. More brilliance by Junior and just being experienced in this game. It's like we're family. Mm-hmm. This dude isn't our family. So even if I'm right here not telling you the truth, like, are you gonna trust him over me? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, little nephew. Like you're you're my guy. Yeah. You seen me your whole life. Like, even think about it. I may not be telling you the truth, but do you want to go out and trust this dude? That's this true. dude who's been shitting on you all season. No. Tony mm-hmm. thought about it. He's like, it's the same thing that Junior thought about. It's like, do I want to trust Tony or do I want to trust Richie? I'm mm-hmm. better off with Tony. And we'll see in the last scene that Janice. She made those calculations a lot quicker than her soprano family. Like, oh, uh, shit. Do I trust Tony or do I trust Richie? Mm-hmm. I'm fucking with Tony. Mm-hmm. So, one last thing about interesting thing about that scene. He also he says, "My little nephew." 
but he also says my little niece. My little niece. Mm-hmm. Just Junior is always being the one to to question what's Janice's motives. My nigga. Right. Be careful. Because he can see in Richie, like he I don't even Junior knows. I don't even know if Richie got all that in him to be putting mm-hmm. all these ideas in his head by himself. Yeah. It had to come yeah. from somewhere. Yeah, that's true. And this um, ain't the first time he's mentioned that about Janice and oh, Richie. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I like I like that that the continuity between Junior and Janice, they they stay consistent yeah. with it. He seems to have even more issue than Livia, so I think that's it's, I told y'all the reference to Seinfeld, the Seinfeld and Hello Newman, like they just have that underlining beef and issue that you never quite get uh, clarity on. Because and because <laughs> look at that money like, out my wallet when she was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was just about to say that. Think about that for a second in a human level. When you know somebody for that long, like there's nothing crazier than us as adults seeing a badass, smart, mischievous kid. Like not only are you bad, but you kind of smart. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really worried about you because you shouldn't be having these thoughts mm-hmm. at 10 years old. Yes. You shouldn't be like, trying to lift wallets at this age. Why are you still so, 200 bucks out of my wallet at 10 years old, bro? Yeah. <laughs> so when you know somebody's been bad at that age, it's almost at your core. Like you were you were born yeah, a bad person. Something wrong with so you. now when I, I wouldn't be surprised by anything else you do because of this moment I remember. That'll never leave you. Anytime a kid get over on you, that, that'll never leave you. Know, all right, man. Keep That's an eye on this point. person. That's a good point, Rich. Um we we pan over to there's just a small moment and y'all add to what y'all see fit silvio and tony they meet at the bada bing and basically tony once he got the info he putting the play in in order he asked silvio like look this is what's going on basically he's trying to come for my life silvio takes a moment then he comes back and say hey yo i'm be honest with you i don't think we have anything to gain by keeping him around which is funny because we go back to that scene where they were trying to he they were talking uh Paulie and Silvio was talking to him about building a ramp for Beansy. And he was just flat out like, I'm gonna build I build a ramp up your ass. Probably Parker, you know what I mean? Like he was nowhere near like respecting y'all at all. So I feel like Silvio remembered that, but also he's not liked by any of the mob guys. Nobody. Nobody likes Richie. I look at Rush Hour, the little girl don't don't like you. You know what I mean? So uh Boy, is there anything I get from this this small scene just other than putting a play in action that, yo, we about to get him out of here? Just how fast it took. Like, still, it, it didn't take nothing mm-hmm. but a split second. Like, mm-hmm. you know what? Dude, ain't even worth it. Let's get him up out of here. Right. You're not I even a good earner. No more. I don't even got to hear no more, my nigga. Right. See, and that's what makes it challenging for next season, tying to the other season. Uh, there's another character that will replace Richie, and he's a good earner. So at least you have some stake, even if you're not liked. Richie's not. Hey, that's why. I, that's why I said earlier in the episode. There's a character similar to Richie that can sell it. Yeah, I can't wait till we yeah. get there because I have a whole different debate about Pie similarities. Oh but um, hmm. I can't wait. Uh, so yeah, they make the decision. They move on. Now we get to one of the biggest scenes of the whole Soprano series. Uh. Janice and Richie. Janice is over there. She's cooking up a little something for him. Uh, they're having this conversation. Uh, Jan, uh, Janice is saying, hey, yo, I've been cooking this and cooking that. I'm ready. She drugged her mom because she wants to get it in with her fiance, soon to be husband. I thought maybe we could have sex. Yeah, and 
<laughs> I respect I respected that. I respected that from not the the, the drug he involved. <laughs> I was about to say, man. Let me uh, preface it. Like y'all probably think we're crazy. Like not that part, but like, look, I want to sleep with my fiance slash husband. And it made me think that he's probably been been leaning on that excuse. Uh set aside that. Um eventually he he puts his hands on her. She ain't going. She goes. She gets a strap. She pops him straight to the heart, pops him straight to the head. But it didn't happen that fast. What do y'all get from all of these sequence of events? This is the penultimate episode of season two. It's, this is the ep- this is the moment that makes this whole episode. Um, season. It makes a season. Makes the season. Well, we might have to debate this one the next episode. All right. I'm open to it. Uh but we're rich. What what mm-hmm. what are some things that stood out to you in this sequence? Because this is, came out of left field. I imagine the first time watching this, it was like, wow. Yeah, this is I, I specifically can remember. This is one of those Sopranos episodes where you definitely remember the first time you watched this scene. In this um, there was a surprise factor. You didn't expect it. But it's also one of the scenes where after you've seen it multiple times, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Like Janice is ain't Janice ain't going. Like this was, it there wasn't a hesitation, and it was a double shot. It wasn't the initial shot because now he's down. She went up, walked like, up on him, and finished man. the job. Which is ironic because her her reaction afterwards is always funny to me because she's like, "Boohoo! I love him so much. What did you do with him?" You know, she's actually <laughs> sitting there with the body crying when Tony walks in. But she knew exactly what she wanted to do because of how he treated her. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the <laughs> just Richie's whole demeanor, like the way he jabbed her, got her in the mouth, he gets his food, <laughs> stares her down, that tells her, you know, ask her, fuck, bro. Yeah, man, what, what, what are you damn, looking at? You go, yeah, what are you like, looking at? You gonna cry shit. now? You gonna cry now? Hey, he was on some shit, man. And when she came with the gun, he took her for granted. Yeah. Not took her for granted, but took her lightly. Like, what you going to do? I'm not in any kind of mood. She popped his shit. <laughs> she popped his shit. She, she popped him, man. I mean, it just shows how much of a gangster Janice actually is. Hmm. Janice, one of the biggest gangsters in this series. 100%. 100%. And this goes to the thing that Junior said. Like, that, that was such a good fucking scene. Like, you just couldn't sell it. Like this nigga was trying to tell Janice all about the money and all oh, this, that, and the third, even with the punch in the mouth. Like you couldn't even sell it enough to be like, okay, well, that was re- like, I, it was reasonable why you did that. Like mm-hmm. he was never able to fucking sell it, which is why he got killed. <laughs> like that's why Janice, when they got the gun, like now nah, you have me fucked up because to Janice's credit and one of, I, I think, as far as me being, or excuse me, her being a character in this series and why I respect her so much, she processes things a lot quicker than the guys mm-hmm. in the mob because there's a lot less minutia that she has to deal with. She mm-hmm. ain't got to deal with the hierarchy of who's who and what's what. All she got to do is be like, okay, well, this doesn't seem right. And mm-hmm. I feel like the same conclusion that Junior came to, she came to in that scene. Like she, she, she thought differently about him beforehand. She thought that he would be able to pull it off. She thought he maybe could be the boss. But mm-hmm. as she played that out with him, and they were arguing about his son being gay, they mm-hmm. were arguing about all these different things. She's like, ah, oh, 
you're not that you will never be able to stand up to my brother. Mm-hmm. So, like, let me go ahead and end this right now, bro. Let me get you out of the way. Mm-hmm. And again, this is just me being a fan of it, thinking that I'm not saying that she was 100% in that mode when she shot him. Mm-hmm. Most of it was reactionary, but I think a thought process that was like, oh, you're not Tony. Mm-hmm. Just like Junior said, like, oh, yeah, bro, like, nah, bro, like, you're not Tony. Mm-hmm. And I can I can do what I need to do to get you out of the way because I respect Tony more than I respect you. And this is what she was doing in this scene. Like, I don't fuck with you, bro. Like, all this bullshit you're trying to get off, then you hit me in my mouth and thinking that you got so much moxie. I'm about to show you because I'm a soprano. Going back to that first scene where you were talking about, Mo, where she rolled up her scenes and moved, excuse me, she rolled up her sleeves and she moved the couch. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. We sopranos, bro. Like, mm-hmm. this is the reason that our name is the head name in this fucking shit in Jersey. And it's because we don't take any bullshit. And a nigga like Richie coming in here trying to bullshit us. Okay, like I'm gonna get you out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, both of y'all make great points. I think a a part of that also is this: what makes me believe that there was a a toxic relationship in the past. Uh, uh, for them too. I think that Richie was obviously he was always older than Janice. I think that th- there was a thing where he probably got physical with her in the past. Maybe that could have been a part of why she ran away for so many years. We don't know. He was he was a he was a crazy kid, a crazy younger dude back then. This is what I'm led to believe. He was a crazy dude, wasn't all the way there. He he probably put his hands on her back in the day. She let it ride. She went on about her way. Came back when they met at the yoga session. Uh, she he was like the old Richie is gone. Like the old Richie, which you've seen him doing downward dog. So that leads me to believe that like he's trying to showcase like I'm not that dude, but we didn't get the context of like other than like, oh, he's crazy in a mob. No, he probably was crazy in the relationship. He probably put his hands on her before and probably said some stuff like this. What are you going to cry like back in the day? But she'd be like, I love him. Like she, he had a hold on her for real. So even though she capped him off, I think he truly had a hold on her. And that was a toxic thing that she was familiar with, which plays a part into a future love interest that I think that she realizes like I deserve this and I want this but in this moment now I do want to speak some bit it ain't really bail but I'm gonna notify something about Richie here now let me preface this for those that are listeners I know the era we in in 2023 and by any means I'm not saying that she's deserved to be hit <laughs> oh man here we go some bullshit both gonna hit off here we go why y'all supposed to have my back, man? It's supposed to, it be old people. <laughs> but <laughs> because he kept trying to like downplay, they already had a conversation prior. Like, yo, chill out. I'm gonna work some things out. I got it. But then she brings up the sun thing. She brings up the sex thing. She brings up the money thing. She brings up the leader thing. I I get I don't justify you put your hands on a woman, but understand <laughs> this is a mob guy. And and I'm not saying all mob guys uh do this. So by any means, if there's anybody listening to this for whatever reason, I'm not even saying that, but understand the context that like this is the buildup of where Richie is. And it's funny because he even breaks his own code because he tells Christopher earlier in the season, hey. If you gonna put your hands on her on on my well, niece, he married. He said, "If you marry her, you can do whatever you want." Exactly. And Richie ain't married Janice. 
He wanted to go to Vegas and get I mean, it done, but games. she wanted. He, he started. He started the process. He figured yeah, you, my wife, games. already in my head. You are in my Chris, head. In my... Chris and and Adriana weren't even engaged. That's they weren't even engaged. That's it. a big fact. Um, but I do want to ask. That before, goes to show, though. Before you move on, that goes mm-hmm. to show, like the Soprano family name, like do not play with us. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that we are the motherfucking. Like like all the other crime boss families in New York or whatever it may be in New Jersey, the reason it's Soprano mm-hmm. in this show is because like you have us fucked up. You can't mm-hmm. just hit Janice in the mouth mm-hmm. and think ain't nothing gonna happen, bro. She ain't that type of chick. She ain't Carmela. Mm-hmm. She ain't. She's a Soprano, and mm-hmm. I, I I really love how they hammered that home, mm-hmm. even with how. Tony handled the aftermath, how the mom came down and was laughing when he let, fell down the steps. So even how Carmela called and she was like trying to like, it, it's all it's family business, bro. Mm-hmm. Richie just was on the wrong side of it. And you got fucked up, my nigga. Yeah. And it speaks volumes, too, because it's like you didn't put your hands on Tony. You didn't put your hands on Junior. You didn't put your hands on none of these guys other than Beansy. Like wrong soprano, nigga. which is not a mob guy. But you put your hands on me, you feel comfortable to do that with me. And I think they really did a great job of letting it resonate where she slowly was trying to process why she's wiping her lip like, yo, he really put his hands on me. And I think about kind of like, yeah, straight up. That was the same thought that Tony, I mean, that was the same thought process that Junior had. Mm -hmm. Uh, He can't sell it. Yep. Like this nigga put it, this nigga hit me in my jaw like what? Yeah, he low like, tier. Nah. Like he was a legend back in the day, but he's not now. Like yeah, you know, like it's over for you. Yeah, buddy. it's over for you, bro. But I want to ask y'all before we leave the scene: um, Do y'all think this is Janice's first body? She has a very decorated history that we're not not quite sure. But her aim was so precise, damn near militant. Heart she shot, headshot. She definitely killed a couple niggas up in Seattle. You think so? Because yeah, I she yeah. she talked about what she uh, when they were. Proposing a toast, like I don't know if she's talking about like somewhere in Arabia or what she was talking about, but it seemed like. So y'all think she's definitely this is not a first body. He's a soprano, facts. Hmm. Yeah, like she's a soprano. Maybe that's why she's running all them years because she ain't not a clean up body. Exactly, through and through. Mm. Name changes, different Mm. different religions, Mm. all of that shit. Like yeah, (laughs) oh, 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 I like it. This shit before. Yes, this is a great theory. Yeah, there's, never, there's nothing about this that makes me think like that was her first time. It was her first time. It was not her first time. So, but you think that the cleaning up the body situation is not her territory. I think she can cap off somebody, but the cleaning up and trying to figure out that part is not her territory. She's a just Yeah, like I, I leave. I do this and I get gone. Like oh, even with God. here. Not only even with now. Like Tony putting her on the bus to get out of here. Not only is that not her territory, that's not a lot of people's territory. Thanks. No, that, that's what separates the mob and what they do. They think about the next Thanks. steps and the step after that that's and step point, after man. that. Like a lot of people can catch the body. These but now are professionals. Yeah, that's right. how people get caught. How do they don't think about what happens. How do you hide it? Yeah, like how do you exactly. clean this shit up? How do you hide it? How do you make sure nobody else calls the police? All of that shit goes into, okay, I'm in the mob. Like this is what I do, nigga. Organized crime. Yeah, like I call Chris. I call my nigga with the ponytail. They chopping the body up. Like it was really good by David Chase and the people that made the show. It was like, okay, there's another step to this. The mm-hmm. body don't just disappear. You don't just throw it in the trash. You don't just go dump it nowhere. There's a lot of stuff that goes into. Okay, this happened. What do we do next? Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah, you can't. You can't just call your friends either. You have to call oh, somebody that actually knows what to do life. in this situation. People that yes. this isn't their first time. So that's the big difference as well. Like you can't just call because even if you got friends that help you move a body, you're still gonna get caught. They know how to do everything. Facts. And even with the conversation with Carmela, like that was one of the realest scenes that her and uh, I, mean, I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit, mm-hmm. but Tony was like, "Bro, after 18 years of marriage, really." Like, yeah. like you don't right. understand what I'm telling you right now. Mm-hmm. He's gone. Like you're not gonna see him again, bro. Don't ask right. me nothing else about it. Like that, that shit was brilliant. Yeah, because this is what I do. I'm a professional. This was this was a great episode in showing the professionals from the motherfuckers like Richie and the motherfuckers who don't really know how to get it done. Tony is a motherfucking professional. That's why Junior's in the position that he's in. That's why Tony's in the position that he's in. That's why the Soprano family is the family of whatever part of Jersey they in. We are professionals, bro. We've been doing this shit since my dad was doing it. And his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, We get a small scene. Skip visits Big P. And basically we find out the status of the person that got hit in a coma. Uh, it's a small, <laughs> it's a small scene, but P got a cast on. Y'all get anything from this scene, or I can keep it pushing. Yeah, this is this is a clear setup scene for him for the next episode. Okay, mm-hmm. on your way out, bro. Okay, you're doing too much. The FBI don't fuck with you. We don't fuck with you. Because one of the things I, I I didn't mean to bring up when my internet went out when we was talking about this, like I wasn't sure if people were still worried about him disappearing, and they were like, even when he. Wore the wire around Tony. He wore the wire, the wire around Chris. They were still like hesitant to speak to him. They didn't mm-hmm. trust him fully. And I think that this episode shows is he was doing too much and them not trusting him fully. What happens the next episode? Mm. Um, they grab Richie's body. Uh, Tony's there and he's getting um active. He's doing the mopping. And we know that Furio and Chris, they come and they grab up Richie. Um, a question I want to ask before y'all can just kind of tell me your thoughts on the scene. Um, is Tony mopping and everything because this is just like, this is my sis. I got to make sure this is fully, this is my sis and this is my mother's house. I want to make sure this is fully clean and we set. Or is it more so that thrill that Tony still kind of gets with being close to the action? Because we that's a theme throughout the series that Tony likes to be close to the action. What do y'all think that is? I think this is one of those, as we just mentioned, he's a professional. You can't have any slip-ups or mistakes when you're trying to cover up a body. It has to be done perfectly and properly. Janice may not know how to do that, or she's in too much of an emotional distress to do it. So Tony's going to do that anyway. So that's the biggest thing, I think, in that manner. That's why he's mopping up, and that's why he's doing all of that, because he knows that it has to be done right. He He can't play around with that. Um, I'm, I'm in my bag. This is what I do. We uh-huh. see it throughout other scenes throughout the the, whole, the the show when we run into other deaths that Tony like like this is what I do. I know how to clean it up. Like I know what I'm doing in this sense, and it yeah. just comes out here. And another thing we didn't even mention or tie in when Tony comes in after she makes the phone call, when, uh, after Janice makes the phone call to him, he has that he's laughing pretty much. Because he knows I just put out the hit for this to be done. Like, you just saved me some time and some hustle. So maybe part of that is he'll clean it up because 
I was going to do this anyway. Like he was already on his way out. That just kind of took away some work from me. You helped me out. Yeah. So let me help you out. Yeah. We were, that's why he didn't even trip. Um, I want to shout out to Furio. I thought that shirt was very luxurious. I thought it was pretty fire. Uh, I like Junior's shirt in the doctor scene. That was fire, too. That was fire, too. Yeah, Chris got the... Furio being so upset about that Cadillac had me weak. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it ties back to commendatory with their their transactions Mm -hmm. with the whips. He was pissed about the Cadillac. Yeah, he was pissed about that. You said, do what with it? Damn. Man. But, but, But he was still... A soldier, and he followed the mm-hmm. captain's orders. So that's that's a great pull. Um, so they they carry the body on out, Christopher and him. Uh, they take it to Sacri Isles. Uh, is this the whole reason they have Sacri Isles in into effect? Is for these things, or you think this is like just kind of a scenario that they figured this makes the most sense? Because we get a later character where no. there's some chopping up of the body and. You know they they don't say this directly, but maybe we can allude to this. But do you I think that's the whole reason they got sexuality? I think one hundred percent is a reason. Mm-hmm. This is a part of their business portfolio. To mention another show like we were talking about, The Wire with the funeral home, or even um, Ozark with the funeral home. Mm-hmm. Like it helps us in what we're doing, dude. Mm-hmm. So they knew. Okay. Um. But yeah, uh, Chris says, yo, it's going to be a grip before I eat here. It's funny. It's just so great to see Christopher. I don't know how y'all feel, but it's just seeing Christopher just, I don't know what it is when he's not around for a while and he pops up, he just has such a presence. Um, It's now morning time and Livia comes down on her, you know, on their their setup that Richie paid for, which is funny. Uh, And she's asking about what happened to him and Tony comes in and we get our first interaction of the entire season in the penultimate episode where Tony finally has a conversation with his mother after the fact that she tried to murder him what eight months ago or or so what did y'all take from this interaction <laughs> Loki <key, laughs> it's the <laughs> part of the episode to be bad before yeah. we even get to that part it's funny how he stumbled into it. He wasn't planning on seeing Olivia, but he stumbled into it. And there's so much of the bullshit going on mm-hmm. that he doesn't even have the emotional emotional capacity to kind of storm away from it. And given the fact that it has been so long, he's finally able to address it and look at it, look at her in her face and address these issues he's been talking to Dr. Melfi about the whole reason he's in therapy, the whole reason he's questioning this whole come up and as far as his whole, whole upbringing as well. Um, Olivia just living in denial, man. Tony's actually defending Janice, one that we just seen, we just saw transpire as well. Him cleaning up his body, some defending her and looking out as well. Um, but as much shit as he gets her, he wants to step up to Olivia. You know, why do you think she even had a chance? Um, it's a mess that Olivia is hopeless. Um, she mentioned that she's not perfect, but she tried to do the best she could. I told you that was a big theme for this episode, mm. and uh. The fact that she compares babies to dogs just lets you know kind of how twisted she is. Um, she has reasons to believe that she did a good job. She looks at, you know, you in that house on the hill. The fact that they're her children's success makes her believe that she's responsible for it. Well, you wouldn't have these things. I had to have been a good mother 
Otherwise, you wouldn't have this nice house or you wouldn't do X, Y, and Z. But she has nothing to do with any of that. Mm-hmm. So just her whole concept when it comes to that. And like I said, the funniest moment of the episode to me is when, when Tony is childlike in a sense. He's trying to get up out of there. He stumbles down the steps. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I talked about this season one where there was an old story of him fall, uh, his dad falling down the steps <laughs> and Livia laughing. So I was alluding to this. Hey, because the, the, the way the scene is shot is perfect because the way he... <laughs> You know, everybody the been in guns. this situation where you stumbled, where you stumbled or almost fell, and the first you, thing you do is look around and see you if thought she was cool. You thought she was cool. She looking dead at him and laughing. And you, and laugh. The fact that she and plays laugh. dumb all this time and she still got enough to laugh yeah. and his gun comes out. So uh, yeah. I think that's a little bit of symbolism as well. Like, look at who I am on this big tough guy and I'm just laughing at who you become. All look of that you. shit was hilarious. I don't know. It's just something about Libya where it's just like, this motherfucker. <laughs> yes. This the origin. This the origin yeah. of the Sopranos, bro. Like, yeah. like even with the dad being gone, like a lot of the influence of their family comes from Livia. Like, like as Junior always says, she's a tough motherfucker for who she is. And even Tony being the boss in this day and age, we saw him handle everything with so much efficiency throughout this episode. He still gets like fumbles over himself. When he's dealing with his mom and trips down the steps, loses his gun, and she laughs at him. Mm-hmm. Even with Janice, him. even even when he's defending Janice, she doesn't stay there. She doesn't add her two cents in. She leaves because of the presence that his mom has. Like she ain't trying to be like, oh, I'm I'm gonna join this fight with you. She like, nah, I'm you finna do this with moms. Moms like the, the motherfucker who've been oppressing us our whole life, and the reason that we are the way we are. You gonna do this? Okay, I'm leaving, and leaves Tony to do that by himself. Mm-hmm. I think it's brilliant in the sense of again going back to that first scene, and we're talking about the Soprano family, how they put in the work, and we see Junior thinking through all of this stuff. Livia still being that like menacing presence to all of them. I tricked Junior in the first season. Like you see Janice run out of here. She don't even want to deal with me. Even when Tony tries to get it off, it's just about me. He slips down like the, the steps and he's all flabbergasted about how he's talking to me. It shows how big of a gangster it like they mom really was, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great pool. Um, yeah, and I, I like that uh, Tony defended Janice. Just like what chance did she have? Uh, every time yeah. you spoke about her, you talked oh, about her weight. Like I love that. Like that, that was Called cool. Slut. Yeah, that was. You say she going one date, and, and, and she didn't back now though. She was no. like, "Nigga, you ain't never hear me say that. Yeah, Even if right. you did, you can't prove it." That's like wild. that's like she she is she like is, she she is now. a boss, nigga. She see not now. even see now. She is a boss. Even if she remembers it, you can't prove it, nigga. Who is you to say that I said this or did this or made you this, that, and the third? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like she's standing on that shit, like nigga, no. Well, we can't just okay, y'all. Y'all be floating back and forth when Livia's telling the truth or not. I think she's still seen out here. I think she really is not locked in. You don't think she remember doing that? No, I think I think when y'all talk about the dumbfounded, like we be like, oh, she know and then she don't know. I think she's fully in that that gray space of not really knowing, bro. Like, I think she, I did the best I could. I don't even know if she, she's just locked into a era of what, how she raised her kids. I don't think she's fully committed to locked what, into the, this was my way, my nigga. 
Yeah, Olivia got you fooled. Fuck no. how y'all felt about she that She got y'all fooled. Y'all sitting here no thinking like, oh, she been don't. Hurt. It don't matter, my nigga. I do not care. I did the See, best thing be, that I y'all saw. Y'all be put moving. The, y'all be moving. The no, bro. that's why she that's laughed at she Tony said. when he failed. That's who Olivia is. No, like, no she laughed at Tony because when somebody is like out of it and they're mentally not there, there's triggers that remind them of something. That was a moment that reminded her of something because there's a moment where I believe season one, they talked about her laughing at Johnny, because he had fell down the steps. That's my that's my point. That's She's a terrible so that, person. I know she is. I'm, I'm with y'all, but y'all saying like it's. I guess where y'all pick and choose where there's truth to what Livia's saying, and then oh, she's out of it. That's why I'm like, I feel like I move the goalpost a little bit. Like that's where I'm saying, like I I think she she's see now in this moment like in in moments of like oh, I don't remember that I I did this. I think she's like you really. Or in a whole different space. Like, you sure you don't remember where I buried that money? Like, I think she's just in that weird. But no, I think I think she believes everything. I think she's trying to manipulate. I think she's very aware of what Tony's saying, what he's mentioning. I think that when he falls, see, that's what I'm saying. Y'all keep. But then when we talked about the AJ thing, y'all was like, "Oh, she don't." That's what I'm saying. Y'all be moving. No, when she said the AJ thing, I said the same thing. She knew exactly what she was doing. Because remember, she she said I was sleeping. No, you ain't. Bet you right like, here. I didn't know I had you a grandson. She playing, man. Right. She be playing. You, you all the way down. Okay. Me. All right. So let so if we gonna go with that. Yeah, we're gonna hold her to the countable. She knows everything she's saying. That's that's you stance. She know most yeah, of what I've she's been, saying. I, yeah. Now we how, what most? What's the percentage? Soprano. What's the what's she's the percentage? A cutthroat soprano. Sometimes um, she may forget. Sometimes she may forget. Now we need However, more than that. Give me just a like Joan. Wait, she's just like Junior. She's just like Tony. She's just like Janice. She's even more cut cutthroat than all of them. So whenever you can suspect that she's using it for her advantage, she is. Just like with Junior, just like with Tony. All of them show the same type of uh traits. I need percentage. She's just the best at it. There, there were a couple moments in season one where you could have had me, but everything else since then, I believe Olivia just capping. I'm saying 80-20. 80-20. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and that's I, like I, that's I, me I, being very reasonable to Livia. So you I feel like it's more ninety ten? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that <laughs> I think that Livia knows exactly what's going on, man. Okay, I don't believe enough. any of this. Like, I think she knows exactly what's going on. All right, fair enough. I, there's I, some I moments where there are some clear moments where I cannot say, and those are the convincing moments where I'm like, well, damn, maybe she is a little bit. But there's just way too many instances where I just feel like she is who she is. Okay. Well, fair enough. Yeah, y'all, y'all both make great points. Y'all do a great job of that. I just I like to, you know, pick at the scab, so to speak. Um All right, I'm trying to move us through these scenes so we can rate this episode. So uh um, hey, Olivia got weak at this nigga when he failed. Yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious though. It's like, bro, you this big mobster, you're the boss. The on and then he walked <laughs> he off. He put the hand over the back of everything. I'm trying not to fall over cracking up about you, bro. Um, yeah, Silvio, uh, he visits Irina and he drops off 75 grand, which is a nice collect. Uh, and then Silvio gives her advice and Svetlana like, hey, he's a wise man. He's a business owner. You should probably listen to her. Listen to him. And it seems like she kind of rolls with it and say, OK, I'm 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 going gonna, I'm gonna to take that 75 grand that bag. and I'm going to figure it out. Uh, what did you gather from this scene? It was a good job of getting rid of her for a couple of seasons. Okay. Same. Same. Knew exactly what to do. 
Yep. Time is a great enemy. Still mm. told her, go do something with your life. Here's 75,000. How can she say no to that? Yeah. Um, that's you the American dream for you. You at a department store. You're like, here's $75,000. Figure it out. You came from overseas. This is a, this is the American yeah, dream for you. Yeah. Um, Tony takes Janice to the bus stop. An interesting question she asked. I thought this was real. I don't know how y'all feel, but she said, what's wrong with our family? And I thought it was just one of the most vulnerable questions and moments that Janice has had throughout the series. What's wrong with our family? Because Janice is doing things and she's finessing, but I think that that plays a part into her love interest later. I feel like this is a, a one of those seeds where she's like, what's wrong with our family? Because she's genuinely trying to do the right thing, as Rich has said the theme is, but their nature is always a question. The soprano nature, the putrid gene is always at question. Um, but what did y'all gather from this scene? Of course, we get one of the cla more classic moments in this scene, but uh, Spike Lou, what did, what, did you, what did you get from this scene? It's their mama. Hmm. I think the, the, the question see, she, that she's asking, Tony doesn't have the guts to give to her, the heart to give to her. It's like, I'm mom. We saw it in the scene where he was leaving out and fell down the steps. Like that's that's the future gene. That's the thing that makes you guys react to stuff the way that you do. Even with Junior, like he's a, a indirect casualty of it. We saw him having conversations with her and how it affected him and what he tried to do. And he's completely backed off of that for the next four or five seasons. Like it we we see. Mm -hmm. It was Livia that that, that affected them this way. Hmm. Yeah, you look at those generational curses curses as well. They talk about Grandpa Vito, that he wasn't a great father. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a chain reaction. I think a lot of families can relate to that. You know, if, if you have unresolved trauma, it's going to keep building and building until you get a group that's going to decide to cut that off. So um, there's always going to be something deeper, and you see them, two of them. And it's funny because Tony's going to therapy, but he's not going to therapy to fix those things. Mm -hmm. maybe to understand him a little bit better, but I never get the interest that he wants to stop generational curses. I think he just wants Tony Soprano to be better, mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, you know, Janice going into his arms, thanking him for, you know, saving her kind of similar to Irina doing the same thing um, or expecting that same thing of him, should I say? And I, I thought it was comedy as well. When she asked what happened to Richie, he said, Oh, we buried him on a hill. Overlooking a river with pine cones around. Really? Did you? What the <laughs> shit? <laughs> I thought it was like Janice, bitch, please. Man, please. Yeah, man. You want to really, <laughs> really want to know? Like that nigga Satrial's chopped up. Boy, this man about to be dinner tomorrow, bro. He worse than Richie is a shopping cart. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh lastly, I just want to ask on this scene. Say so, yeah, I still think that Janice is faking this whole reaction. Cause she don't need to. At this point, she need she has zero need to act in. Cause no police are asking questions. She's not. Nothing needs to happen. So y'all still think there's no kind of real interest in Richie other than the business play. When she said I loved him and she's messed up about him, y'all still think that there's no kind of nothing. You just it was just a play. Nah, cause she she yeah it's a play because she she's upset about the life that she had planned out. Okay. I wasn't supposed. I was supposed to be live, moving in this eight hundred fifty thousand dollar house, mm. you know, playing mob wife. Okay. Now I'm going back to Seattle. I worked this entire season to become this person, and now I'm going back to where I started. Mm. 
That's what she's mourning. She's not mourning Richie. She's hmm. mourning the means to the end. Hmm. Wow, that, that really changes the context of it. Facts. I agree I, with that. I like that. Damn. I stand corrected. Um, lastly, Tony comes home. Oh, I, I failed to mention that Carmela had called the house when Tony was cleaning up the body and Tony picked up and she hung up real quick. So uh, that kind of ties back into everything. Uh, a little note for those that are new watchers of The Sopranos because you just happen to come across our podcast and you want to go through it again. Uh, uh, the the I, I can't remember her name. I have The Sopranos book and everything, but I don't remember her name right now. But the 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 uh, legendary actress that plays Janice Soprano originally, uh, this was going to be it. This is going to be the end of Janice Soprano. We weren't going to see her again, but things transpire in season three to kind of up to roll, um, which is a bittersweet thing, but we'll get there at some point. But this was supposed to be our send off to the character of Janice Soprano in the original context. So I, I do want to note that for those that are new, uh, watching the show, but you guys will see a little bit later how things uh, transpire, and we'll break that down when that time comes. But Tony comes home, he has a conversation with uh, Carmela about everything. Carmela's like, "Hey, yo, uh, in three weeks, so this gives us a timeline, maybe of season three, and we'll keep track of that. In three weeks, me and Rosalie April, we're going to Rome, and this is what's happening, and we're going after Meadows' graduation." And she says that, "Hey, look." I have to do this. You're going to have to take AJ for his dentist appointment and Meadow take her to her stuff. And if you don't, I'll just say that <laughs> I'm suicidal, so to speak. And they leave us there with that episode, uh, with this episode. Is there anything I gathered from this last bar and this scene that they had? I'll let Carmella. Yeah, Carmella. Carmella understanding that she is old with that and she's taking advantage. Um, Tony can't say anything. And you know, you see his first reaction is what people are going to think, how you just going to up and leave for three weeks. Um, and she just says, you know, you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do this because if I have to do it, I might commit suicide. So just throwing that right back in his face, <laughs> you upping and leaving in the middle of the night for your side chick. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I want to. And there's not anything you can say. And he just sits there and takes it because he knows that's right. Um, yeah, so yeah, man. Uh, she's not giving him a choice, yeah, yeah. She has absolute reason to do what she did. I just don't like the way that she handled it. And I guess this is me being a man. I, I, I felt like that again, like I said earlier in the episode, if you want to leave, leave. But if you want to do these, play these little games, or I'm going to Rome for three weeks and like. You knowing my business and what I do, like you want me to take care of the kid, like like this not gonna fly. Like, how am I supposed to sell this for the lifestyle that we leave? Mm-hmm. And I don't like how she left him holding the bag with that. Now, one could argue, like, well, she's he like again, like Rich said, nigga, you left in the middle of the night to go see about your side, you're killing herself. I get that, but who signed up for what? Right. Like did Tony sign up for what she's offering him or did she sign up for what Tony offers because of the benefits that she get with? It? So. Absolutely. I agree. I, it, it's that's always in the question. Um, maybe I'm, I'm really hoping as we close this episode, I'm really hoping that we follow her story a little bit more and get more origin to see why it's so challenging to leave. Uh, 
I think it's a lot of superficialness there that she won't acknowledge, but we'll get there. But that is our episode, uh, season two, episode 12, The Night in White Satin Armor. Uh, but before we get out of here, we like to leave with a ranking because that's the way we do here on Good Earners. So without further ado, Rich, first and foremost, what is your episode rank? Is this made being an untouchable episode, a good earner, or is it just another envelope? I got to put it in the made category. Sir. It's a made episode, man. Yes, sir. I think it goes without saying, without question. Uh, we got an in memoriam to, to Richie Aprile. One of the one of the best Sopranos characters, real scumbag, but just quality pound for pound character. Um, when you think of the characters, because we get a lot of you know for any time anybody watching this show for the first time, we get a lot of great characters. I know we've met Johnny Sachs, but just more of his prominent role in seasons to come. Oh, man. There's some other names that we've mentioned and haven't mentioned that you're going to see, but Richie was that first one who wasn't a part of the original season. Mm-hmm. That you like, man, like this added that extra element of gangster mm-hmm. um, to be a formidable foe against Tony and that thing of theirs and what they do. Um, and it just builds. I think he's the prototype and everything else was built on him. Mm-hmm. Um, James Gandolfini, you know, for those who know, he went back and forth with David Chase to fight to keep Richie Aprile alive because that's how much he liked working with, uh, ah. what's his name, David Proval? David Proval, yeah. Yeah, David Preval, yeah, but David Chase obviously went against it, which was better for the story. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can't at some point realistically, you got you can't trust Tony Sopranos if Richie keeps getting off the way they can't coexist. <laughs> yeah, they can't coexist. So you had to lose that character, but he really set the tone, man. So man. when you add on everything else, it wasn't as funny as a ton of the episodes that we've gotten this season. Mm-hmm. There were some funny moments, um, but the element of trying to do the best, um, Richie passing setting up the final episode the events in that i i, I gotta call it made hmm. what about what about you spike blue main episode for me as well this is one of the best mm-hmm. most memorable episodes we didn't talk about it too much man but when richie hit janice in the face <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to be misogynistic or something but it was so it was satisfying in the <laughs> see look you worse than me talk about me with the russian gina you are worse <laughs> <laughs> my nigga, like, my nigga hit him with a quick little jab. A little straight, like, like yeah, this ought to be cool. Yeah, like, right. He didn't think twice about it, and that uh, shit. Every time that I've rewatched this, I've laughed at that. And I ain't, I'm not against domestic. I mean, excuse me, I'm not for domestic violence or anything like that. But it's, it's just so funny. How it they is funny. That. And that's I want to bring that up too, real quick, just because I laugh at a lot of fucked up shit. But I'm not laughing at the event. I'm laughing at the audacity. It's always the audacity. The audacity. It's always the audacity. Out. Yes. The, the way it's always the audacity because like, Richie kind of popped this collar, walked off. It was like that's oh, yeah. and that's the that's the moment. It's not the punch that's really that funny. It's the look. It's the facial expression he gives her. Yeah, like, like he, the way he tells this, her, like what did you like, think this was? Yeah. Like, what did you think this was? Like mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck that you Tony Soprano's sister, mm-hmm. and her processing all of that in that moment made this shit so great. Made episode. And him, him casually, him casually asking, "What are you looking at, huh?" Yeah, like what's up? Are you gonna cry? Yeah, sit down. What's the problem? Are you gonna cry? Yeah, what you gonna like, cry? See that's yeah. <laughs> that shows the difference between <laughs> go to what you and Carmella. And go to what you said too more about their history. Mm-hmm. Like it has to have happened before, and now oh, she's yeah. like, oh, you got me fucked." Mm-hmm. Not we, because it, it, I think everything played in her mind at that moment. Yeah, like nigga, it's always been a shame. Mm-hmm. I see what you're trying to do. 
and y'all already clearly know we're going trips this is a made episode like i i could have told you that at the very beginning of the review but this is a made episode if you are not calling this a made episode you are truly demented and i think we're going to get you on prozac because <laughs> how could you not call this a made episode so it for all the reasons that spike blue and rich said this is a made episode now here's the interesting part rich Mm-hmm. Who gets the Good Earner Award for you on this episode? Corrado Soprano. Yeah? Hey. Yeah, Uncle Junior came rose from the ashes. You got to think. He got himself in a position. All right, I'm not able to earn any money because Tony got it fucked up because Richie got everything fucked up out here on the streets. Richie comes with a play. Sounds like it could work if you could pull it off, pull it off. He finds out he can't pull it off in real time figures out all right this is the one that i need to go with i need to side with tony makes his figure look better because he's he gets a, he gets in good in tony's graces he loses any kind of ties and attachment with richie he's playing against richie without richie even picking up on it and he gets a two and a half percent bump in his earning so everything that he needed he gets maybe not to the substantial level that he wanted but he got out of he got out of the fire richie he got in good graces with tony like i said and he made some more bread I think he played this whole episode in a masterful manner. I agree. Same for me. And he made Bobby more of a believer. Mm-hmm. Like not like Bobby was already a disciple, but now we see the buy-in that Bobby has throughout the season as to why he fucks with Junior the way that he fuck with him. He thinks that Junior's like a mastermind. And Junior put on a mastermind performance this episode. Uh, I'm gonna go Irina. I think that while <laughs> okay, <laughs> while Irina, I know y'all probably like, what is he talking about? And this is not like last episode. Convince yourself. Uh, <laughs> but Irina, I mean, you got seventy five grand. You got what eight thousand paid for the hospital bill. You really still want to deal with Tony, but Tony ain't doing that. And so you know, keep it pushing. We'll get some later reveals of who she's going to be dealing with, which is another important, significant character. <laughs> and her cousin even gets a great job connected to the family. So I feel like the setup is there. And Irene, 75 grand. I mean, sure, for some people that got a good job, that's a, a year's salary. But for her that is once worked at the Bing and now works at, you know, retail, <laughs> dub, easy. Now, Broken Balls Award, Rich, who gets that? All right, so I think it's I think it's a little too easy to go with Richie. It is. <laughs> Even though outside of him being, outside of his demise, there are multiple things that happened in this episode that I could vouch for him to be the, the uh, to get the Broken Balls Award. But instead of him, I'm going to go with Pete. I'm going to go with really? Big Pussy, man. Yeah, I, I just think that he's in the worst place you can be, which is in no man's land. Hmm. You know, it, it reminds me of, I know we cross-reference a lot. There's a scene in The Wire in season three when Avon's telling Stringer, um, you know, you ain't smart, you ain't you ain't smart enough for them. You ain't hard enough for this thing right here. And maybe, games, just nigga. maybe, you ain't smart enough for them out there. And he's in that no man's land where he doesn't know where he fits. Mm. And he only sees one way out. And I said at the beginning, his way of trying to see a different alternative into this, it just just went in flames. He can't do their job. He's crashing into shit. He's in the hospital. He's losing favor with them where they don't even want to help. So now he just kind of knows there's only one way out of this thing. 
Um, and it's becoming very clear. So we, if like I said, even if you're just watching this for the first time, you know, P's story doesn't end well for him. Mm-hmm. What, what say you, Spike Blue? I gotta go with Kirk, uh, bitch ass nigga, the, the police, the FBI officer. What's his name? Is it, am, am I saying? Oh, Skip. Skip. Excuse me, Skip. Oh, Skip. Mm, Skip had one. to deal. Yeah, he had to deal with pussy thinking that he was fucking fbi agent of the century and he also had to deal with his boss being like well this is how you play it and still wasn't giving him good information so just like everything that rich was saying about pussy skip was in the same position but even worse because i got i got a job to do it ain't necessarily like you ain't just got me on the hook because i'm a mobster and i'm trying to prevent from being in jail like i I literally have a job to do and i'm trying to flip this dude and this dude thinking something totally different and i'm going to my superiors and they Amer- like love what Tony Soprano doing for them on their birthday area. It's like, bro, what am I supposed to do? Where am I getting advice from? How am I supposed to handle this situation? He had to have no outs. So I got to go with Skip. Okay. Um, y'all both dropped the ball here. <laughs> it's clearly okay. Janice. It's clearly Janice. Like broken balls, really? Ap- think about it. She came in bummy. Her, she started getting in her bag, looking better. Even Tony guys like, man, you didn't transform. Like her whole setup, she was in a bag. She had stuff put into motion. And sure, we know she made the decision to cap him off. But like her whole play, now you're going back to Seattle. And of course, like I said, the original storyline, we would have never seen her again. That would have been the end of Janice's story. So you would have been back working at Cinnabon. You know what I mean? Trying to still get your... I killed her and got away with it, though. Yeah, but you're it's but you're part of the like, <laughs> but you're part of Soprano family. That's a I killed a nigga and got away with. But it. you're part of the again. You're part of. The I'm Soprano. not a mob boss though. But I, your but like, your brother never, is a boss. You were never going down for it. Are you kidding? He's the. You're never going down for it. That was never the option. Your brother's the boss, not a capo. The boss. But for her to lose, not only she lose her her growth where she was going, she lost a future husband. You know, so she lost a lot, and, and then her mother, of course, obviously she can't deal with her without Richie, uh, kind of balancing her out. So I think she took it hands down, uh, the biggest L. So she got the broken balls award. Uh, she loved him, but she also messed up her play, that was in, in effect because she wasn't going for you putting your hands on. Her. And lastly, before we get out of here, Rich, what was your favorite moment of this episode? <laughs> <laughs> Outside of the outside of the biggest, like I said, I'm trying to go against like one of the most iconic scenes, which is yes. uh, Richie's demise. I'm going to go with Richie going to try to make the sale hmm. to Albert uh, Cabrisi or Parisi. Parisi, no, yeah, Parisi, yeah. Parisi, yeah, yeah, Parisi, yeah. Him just trying to make the sale. I just think it's hilarious when he just kept repeating himself to him. Oh man! Like pretty much, saying, you are a schmuck. That's like that's. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are you're a schmuck one one. Like you are a fucking that's a good word. Yeah, this is a waste of my time. <laughs> I don't even respect you enough to have a real conversation with you. Buddy. Yeah, man. I'm gonna just repeat everything that you say. I'm gonna try it. <laughs> I'm actually gonna try it at one day this week and just repeat everything that somebody say. Because man, we all know how we oh. would be on if somebody did that to us. You trying to have a real conversation <laughs> well, with somebody? To God, I'm gonna. And they try just repeating it back to you. Like you gonna get beside yourself, like bro? What the fuck you think I am, bro? Like who oh. you talking to, bro? Oh. That oh, so that's that, that's it for me because we we find out Richie couldn't pull it off. 
Yeah. And then, like I said, it's just something that that's there's something that's just hilarious about him talking to him in the same manner. Like I said, oh yeah, man, you get the same reflection. Yeah. Repeating was, everything you said is comedy. That is hilarious. Great pool. Spike, what about you? What's your favorite scene, bro? Going away from the again, the Janice, like mm-hmm. like Rich said, the Janice and Richie scene. That's classic. So I'm trying to do something against the grain. Mine would be uh Bobby in awe of Junior figuring out who he's gonna side with in this Richie versus Tony thing. And just looking at him and Junior being like, nigga, what the fuck are you looking at? And like, I'm in awe of you, bro. Like, like I can't believe that you just went through all of that that way and just was able to put that out like that. Like, so yeah, that 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 was a dope ass scene for me. Mm. That was that was the scene I was gonna go with too. Uh, I'll probably just pull a little slightly earlier in the scene where he couldn't sell it. I, I'm gonna yes. go probably. It's it really probably that or like the hospital visit where, uh, I, you know what? I'll go with the hospital visit when when Junior and Tony had that conversation and just the OG talk and him bumping him from five percent to seven and a half and just that hug. It just felt like Tony really needed that and Uncle Junior. He ain't Johnny. But that's all he got. That's my Uncle June. So I really did like that hospital visit. So I thought that was really dope. Um, and that concludes our episode of Good Earners Reviewing the Sopranos, man. If y'all want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us on uh, email, goodearnerpod at gmail.com. More popularly, though, you can reach out on reach out to us on Instagram, goodearnerpod underscore sopranos. We have a few people that have constantly reached out. We're going to have some special guests next season, but we have a special guest for next next episode. I'm not going to reveal who it is, but they are definitely in this uh, Soprano meme space. I am a fan of what they do. I really respect how they, they do what they do, and I'm looking forward to having them on next episode. We'll do a little bit of a short interview but more so than anything we're going to do what we always do review the show come up with our rankings so y'all look towards that as spike lou has said in earlier in the episode if you haven't already go check out our other podcast uh another week in the books we had rich on there and we had a that's a little bit of different show than this we're having kind of every day the common man conversations that need to be had so go check that out also uh just because we're already here spike lou uh where you, what other podcasts can they find you on since we're already in this plug section? Uh, I am Spike Blue on all your favorite social media sites. Check out the On Deck TV podcast. Check out Dead in Sports. Check out Frames Per Second and all the other things that we do. Appreciate you guys joining. And what about you, Rich? At the Culture Garden Podcast on Instagram. At the Culture Garden Podcast. Um, there's also going to be a We Got Y'all feed that you can find on that same page. That's a television review podcast. Um, personal page, KRich513. Mm-hmm. And yes, sir. And remember, don't forget about it.